Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I'm the Dude79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, mm-hmm. what's up? Uh, well. Uh-oh. He's going to yell at me for last week. He's going to yell at me for last week. Hi, everybody. It's been a long time. <laughs> so. Tone with a hat yeah. isn't right. Cuddles is not digging the hat, I bro. I do wear hats from time to time. From time to time. I do. Once I used to wear hats out. all the time, actually, and typically wear them backwards, but somebody's kind of capitalized that around here, so we both can't probably hey, do it. Sorry, man. Marketing says I look better with it. So. But I do, I mean, I do like my third eye. It is third eye brewing company, so I said we'll allow it this one time so, because they're pretty awesome. Yeah, very much so. Uh, very nice hat, very nice hat, so. Uh, great price. Check out the Third Eye Brewer store. Even though you might not have them, you want to have them. Great swag. But no, uh, uh, doing all right, man. Just day in, day out, getting that grind. Had a great weekend last weekend. So just trying to somehow make it through the week now after that weekend. So, what'd you get into? Where'd you go? Well, um, it was the birthday weekend. Which oh was boy! Sweet, and I don't, yeah, buddy. I normally, forty-seven now, roughly. I cool. normally don't like fussing and don't usually do a whole thing about it, but I did fall on a Friday this year, so there was a little bit extra fuss. I feel like, but uh, Friday night was sushi. Oh, uh, for dinner, sushi in? Uh, definitely. Yeah, buddy. Definitely. And then Saturday, went and saw um, uh, Godzilla minus one, which was awesome. And then proceeded to watch the <laughs> this is wild. entire extended version cuts of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. The extended cut. Those 2000s. are four and a half hours Roughly, each. Roughly four, four and a half hours each. Uh, you're looking at about 12 hours total, I think. And uh, managed uh, to, we stopped at 1 a.m. Sunday morning after getting the first two done. And then uh, woke up the next morning and then I think kicked it off about 1130 and finished the last one as well too so that's 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 a commitment and pretty, i appreciate that pretty awesome i hadn't done that in a while no, that's the first time the, the lady friends yeah she's those. not ever seen them so it was really important that we did that so she could um one of my uh birthday weekend things was uh i want you to watch these and i want to watch these and you're going to watch them with me and uh <laughs> she uh she really liked them so it was good uh listen and i get it like Star Wars is a harder thing. I, I, that makes sense to me. That's hard to get people into and watch. I get that, but I, I always say, if you've not seen Lord of the Rings, once you watch Lord of the Rings, you enjoy them. Typically, mm-hmm. um, I'd say more often than not. So, uh, you know, good deep enrichment when it comes. I really to story, wasn't sure if I was ever, I, never, I wasn't really sure if I was going to get into those movies when they came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after I saw the first one, I was at the theater for the second day. I was like, I got to see his day one. Like yeah. I was just, I was invested. Yeah, I. Uh, Matter of fact, I was, was 2001 when uh, Fellowship came out, and I saw that uh, at Celebration Cinema in Midland because I was living in Elma. Wasn't that the same and year? Is that the same year? Uh, Clone Wars was that Clone or was that was that um? No, uh, your clone, when did the prequels that was, come that, out? Uh, pre- the first one came out like 99, 98, 99. Okay, Phantom, Phantom did, Phantom. and then Attack of the Clones. I want to say it was like 2000. Three, oh, it was 2002, 2003. You're right. You're like right. Yeah, because I think it's 2005 is when three. There drops. was one year where some like two. Oh, maybe it was Lord of the Rings and um, I think it was Harry Potter. I think oh, those two came out the same year. It was a monster year for like fantasy yeah. fans. It was awesome. Yeah, big, big, big fan. Um, I still have the extended versions when they come out on DVD. Yeah, uh, the first set, the Fellowship, about the bookends. Yep. I wish yep. I'd gone with the rest of them, but um, yeah, no, I, I'm next is the Hobbit. So you know, it's no, it's no stopping now. <laughs> 
Passion of the Christ. You're right. I forgot. I forgot about Mel, Mel Gibson's uh, right, character. Right. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, no, no. No. Here's the thing, dude. Like, yeah. as much as I love Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. I love those three movies. I still have not seen any Hobbit movies. I I am actually the um, opposite of most folks. A lot of people didn't like the fact that he took the Hobbit and pulled it into three movies, and I always say like. You know, if you're getting more Peter Jackson involved in a movie, and by the way, he got his hands in it after it was already in production. So oh, he really? didn't have full production from start, to be fair. Um, but The Hobbit is a children's book. I love The Hobbit. It's a mm-hmm. great book. But overall, compared to the dialogue, it, it, it's, 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 it's like George Lucas writing. Uh... Like, basically, it's, it's childish. It's, it's, it's a little, you know, it's more aimed at kids in some ways, which is yeah. fine. Hobbit's a great, a great tale and a great adventure story. But. Um, you know, Peter Jackson's able to put his like his version of the Lord of the Rings into it, make it a little bit more serious, but also pull the story out a bit, expand it in some areas and and trim some of the fat. Because honestly, again, this is a book that was written so long ago, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I get some of people's nuances with it, but he didn't change it to the point where it had a different DNA. Right. You know, it was when you go to it's like it's not like Ring, Rings of Power where it's not even the same thing. anymore. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's that's my point with all those things. Like you have to make adjustments for certain media and things like that. But when you've changed it so much, it's not even the same DNA anymore. Then that's that's where I, I think a lot of people take issues with stuff. That's where I stand on it. And it didn't. It felt like, you know, more Lord of the Rings, but just on a grander scale of the Hobbit. And, you know, I think the the fact that he turned it into a trilogy was just fine. So it it is it is worth watching. Yes. Okay. Very okay. much so. Um, the ex- and, and the extended versions, of course, too, which aren't as long. <laughs> Not quite as long as Lord They're of the Rings. About three hours, I think, on the extended. Oh, really? I yeah. won't even know if I would call anything three hours extended. I feel like that's kind of pushing it. Well, Martin Scorsese certainly wouldn't. Well, no, that's so. what. I, yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. When I, I think mean, extended edition. Yeah. I think four there hours. There might be plus. one or two of them that's three and a half, but these don't hit. I don't think. See, four. for me, three and a half, three hours. That's like okay, cool. That's that's a big movie. The five armies might hit four, but oh, anyways, welcome to the Lord of the Rings see, uh, uh, stream today, everybody. That's that's hilarious. You think there's an extended version? You're thinking, oh man, better yeah. fucking set, set aside twelve hours and you're done in half the day. Like what that the was fuck. That was what I did, and that was the plan. That's all I wanted to do. So I mean, because honestly, this last year has been so go go go. So much has been going on, and mm-hmm. like even on the weekends, going and doing stuff or whatever like i haven't had a lot of weekends where i could just stay at home mm-hmm. and if i'm if i'm gonna fucking do it oh yeah you know might well, as well i don't blame him i stopped by his house uh just before thanksgiving to drop off a uh a, some tur- a turkey leg that i made him and Delicious. uh he's watching godzilla uh with missus and th- i tell you what dude like some folks love their audio and some folks I wouldn't even pause it for love you. their audio. <laughs> this motherfucker, I mean, I walked in and it I thought Godzilla was like mm-hmm. sitting in his living room, like voicing his displeasure about some popcorn or some shit. Like it was loud. That he, this guy fuck says fuck his neighbors and just cranks that shit Don't up. It right. was deafening, but it was immersive. I mean, well, hey, like I told you, I got a fifteen inch sub that I didn't even have, it was like half game. <laughs> I've got a second 12-inch sub that I want a daisy chain in there as well, too, because the receiver can hold two subs. That was it was a very yes. beefy experience. Yes. There was it was very cinematic yeah. uh IMAX type of experience going on in his house. It was amazing. Uh but uh what else you been up to, man? Anything else happened this weekend? Or I mean, obviously happy birthday and you yeah. had a good time and you've been you've been gaming at all? Uh yeah, fucking, fucking Rogue Legacy. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2's got me hooked. Uh, uh 
because I'm trying to play everything in the world but go back to Baldur's Gate 3 right now. So that's kind <laughs> what? of what I'm at. Yeah, well. But, but, wait it's a great game. Wait a minute. Wait a minute yeah, wait. Whoa, it's a great whoa, 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 game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out. Yeah, time yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need Drastin on this, too. He did the same thing. Really? Yeah, he's he's not gone back to it either. I don't think. Wow. So like, I got I got to ask you, man, because yeah. I mean, I know you're really excited for this game, yeah. and I'm playing it as well. Um, uh, and I, I and I know some of the things that you'll probably say are some of the, the are things I will agree with. But what what's going on with with Baldur's Gate? I just it's I have such limited time to play games these days that like even for instance like last night at my kid's concert. Had to eat dinner, go to this concert, you know, sure. timeout stuff, blah, 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 or I have to do this. I got contractor in and out of the house. Um, my time to play games sometimes is an hour, hour and a half at best. It might start at 8, 8.30. I sure. don't know. You know what I mean? I didn't get home till 8.30 last night. So um, if I'm going to play a game, I want to enjoy some of my experience and have some forward momentum. Some but the problem with Baldur's Gate, and I told you this from day one, you're going to be reloading a lot, and you do. Because you'll go and do this for X amount of time, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, cool, after 40 minutes, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> I don't like replaying stuff. I don't like doing things, I, that kind of repetition. I will sit there and grind a game like Rogue Legacy or an old school Final Fantasy sure. and just level grind for hours and enjoy every single minute of it or whatever. But like going through those heavy tasks like Baldur's Gate and then getting into a roadblock or just being like, what the fuck am I supposed to do or where am I supposed to go while dealing with 792 mechanics? Mm -hmm. Listen, that's what makes D&D so great, but you also have more hands-on. When it's a video game, sometimes it also feels like a chore, and that's where the game's at for me right now. It's feeling like a chore. Mm -hmm. If I get through, if oh, cool, I got an hour to play tonight, and then my hour is me reloading twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... You know, I'm just, you made a, I'm you made trying a, to enjoy my time. You made an interesting comparison before the show. You said it was kind of like uh, it was kind of like playing a Souls game, and like and and, and it is in the essence that like in a that in a Souls game, when you walk into a room with the boss, I usually get pieced out instantaneously. Right. So it's like okay, I'm gonna reload this. I can reload. I'll play through that. I'll challenge that boss 27 times in an hour. Whereas in Baldur's Gate three, if things go sideways. Yeah. It's like a it's it's like a death in 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 uh, Dark Souls, only it's a slow, painful death. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, seriously, man, once you're dead, that's you got you got to go back. You got to start all over again. And like I'm at that point where I, like I feel the same way that he does. Uh, and, and but but like I haven't quite lost the I don't want to say lost the faith in the game because I know you like the game. There's things that you dig about it. There's things that I dig about it. Yeah. But like I'm 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 so like I am not preoccupied with anything else. I don't have a rogue legacy in my life. I don't have anything else. <laughs> I am just focused on Baldur's Gate and then obviously some Call of Duty because I got a rage. Uh, but like I'm I'm actually really digging it. and it's funny because before the show you and I were talking about we're just in the early I'm in the early stages of the game and. Uh, I was hitting on some story points that I had gone through, and you were like, "Wait a minute, what? You 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 didn't meet this person, yeah. or you 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 got you went through this <laughs> yeah, first yeah, as opposed yeah. to that?" Yeah, I was blown. And away I was like, that. "Yeah, man, this is what I was doing." And you were like, "What?" Yeah. And you're asking me like, "Did you get this character yet?" And I'm like, "Fuck, I need a I need a barbarian style character like ASAP." And you're like, "You should have found one at the Grove." I was like, "I didn't fucking see anything. I didn't talk to anybody at the Grove that was a barbarian or anything, or led me to anything or, like yeah, that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just, but then I'm talking about my wizard, uh, you know, and this and that. And Tone's like, where the fuck did you find this guy? And I'm like, <laughs> in the early stages of the game. Fucking no. So it's cool, like, having those stories and telling those stories. Like, oh, man, I had this experience with this boss yeah. or with this level. And you're like, you did what to get past this guy? And I was like, yeah, dude, I, I found these barrels. And 
I mean, it's it's pretty cool in that regard to be able to sit down and like talk about these early points in the game and like some of the decisions that you make or some of the outcomes or some of the characters that you meet are characters that you haven't met or even knew about and vice versa with your story. I mean, you're talking about these kids. I'm like, I need a fucking tank bad. And Tone's like trying to figure out like, what tank do I put in this battle? So it's like, Christ almighty, I need a fucking tank, dude. Uh, But overall though, I mean, it, it is a very challenging game. I'm starting to wrap my head around the combat. I'm starting to break up my party a little bit and kind of position them around the map so I can take strategic advantage of them right, and right. and draw enemies in one direction and then strike from another direction with the with the hiding of the, the rogues. It's a very deep game. And, and one thing that you and I agree on is a game that does not really give you a lot of direction. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a seasoned D&D player, you probably won't know what the fuck is going well, on. Well, even of the time. then, I mean, you got to remember, like, when you're in a game, like the video game just plays out differently. Right. Like, I've after post battles, I've noticed things in the environment specifically. I'm like, shit, I could have done this. I could have done that. I could have yeah. done this. I could have like you just see all that sort of stuff. But like, when you're in the throes of it, and you got dudes breathing down your neck or whatever it is. <laughs> you, you you're like, sink or swim. I'm 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 slashing and and, and moving along, but. Yeah, it's it's a it's a whole other ball game. But the problem is, is because it's so in depth mm-hmm. when you're playing, and if you got limited time, and yes, Cuddles is right. I did I did find that funny. <laughs> you got seventy two hours to watch Lotro. You got, you got time, time to play. You games. can play a fucking video game. Fair, but <laughs> sometimes we have to dive into Middle Earth and do what's right as well too. But um, <laughs> you know, I I I love the game for all intents and purposes. But like for me, in the way like. Maybe my gaming habit is just right now, or just, it's. I can tell you what part of the problem is. Is I have I don't have much. I don't have patience. Like I'm, I, I'm not a patient this. person. Um, so that that's a struggle for me in a game like that too. That's probably part of the reason why it takes me a while to get good at like a Souls game or even a game like that where you've got to practice. Yeah, right, right. See, I just don't have that kind of patience. So, mm-hmm. um, for and for it depends on the game type too. So we'll see. I don't know. Like I'm just I'm literally, like I said, I. I Talking about it last night on social media. I downloaded the Final Fantasy VII remake just because I wanted to play the <laughs> DLC thing. And I'm playing Rogue Legacy 2, which, for the record, the first one got 80 hours out of me as a free game on PlayStation Plus. This one's already got me fucking, I'm 20 hours in. See, I've just come, and I told you this before the show, I've come to terms with the, and I've accepted the fact that Baldur's Gate 3 is a game I'm going to be playing for the next year. It's just, it's just not a game that I can sit down and play like like if I if if I sit down on a Saturday I'm like you know what uh, no, we're not doing anything I'm gonna play Call of Duty from fucking six till midnight the kids are gonna play I'm just gonna play I'm always six can, to midnight I know you are I can just sit there and just grind that out and play it and get progression and move forward and constantly do that whereas right. like if I do Baldur's Gate three if I try to play for like six or seven hours at night and I only make an inkling of progress through the story. That's going to frustrate the fuck. I'd be like, Jesus Christ, I spent the entire day making very little movement in this story. Where if I just play it in here and there mm-hmm. and just accept the fact that, like, look, dude, I'm not going to see the credits in this game until I'm fucking dead. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's just, it's just like, like, and Cuddles makes a good point. The game is way too in depth, and I get that. And it is, it is very, very deep. I haven't gotten to the point yet where I'm just like, fuck, this, this is too much. Like, there's enough there for the story, and I've had enough aha moments when I'm going through the combat. And through some of the uh, situations and the strategies that I that I employ, 
I'm like, okay, dude, I, I kind of get this. So I kind of yeah. that kind of keeps me going and pushing forward. Yeah, the the area I hit, and this is the last thing I say is, you know, I've I've had a pretty good run up until this point. Sure. Up through level four, halfway yep. through level four, and you're given a choice: to go this way, go this way. The well, underdark or the hit, mountain pass. Shit in this hand, shit in the other, and I took the underdark, knowing that it'd probably be a little bit difficult. But I've been running pretty all right for the most part, and that's not the case down there. Like it changes really <laughs> fast. To the point where even like you don't because you don't know where you're going either is also part of the problem. I mean, yeah, there's waypoints, but sometimes the things aren't overly like, you know, um, I'm just it's really great. It's beautiful. But like even the one area I went to is a big arcane fucking tower with arcane turrets that you have no idea what you're doing. Like, oh, I got blasted by that. thing. Yeah, you. I, I made it inside and was like, I, I got stuck. You know, they're like, well, you. I was looking some stuff online. Like, well, you need this and this and this. I'm like. Where in the fuck was in the and at this point was I even <laughs> thinking I'm gonna need that or I would come across that so um again and I and I hit a I hit a literally in, a basically a brick wall mushroom brick wall in that in that area and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna break for a little bit take because, a break now yeah. can you leave the underdark and go or or once you accept you probably yeah I believe you probably could yeah yeah because I know how to get out of there I okay, can, I can okay. get out of there I just wasn't sure if like if once you sit there and accept it because that's why I didn't go in I'm like you know what. I'm going to wander around out here a little bit more, try to complete as many side objectives as I can find to get my character ranked up. Because it didn't matter. If I went to the mountain pass entrance or the underdark, it was like, you're going to die. It was basically like this warning. You were horribly underleveled. I'm like, shit. And I know that there's the the Myconids are down there, too, the cute little mushroom people. I'm like, I want to try and see if I can fuck one. You know why? I don't want to leave right away, but... Here we are. That's, that's hot. Yeah, Brian, you can, and guess what? It doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> Easy. He's still getting his shit pushed in. Yeah, because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I'm. This is annoying the shit out of me. Because I'm in it for the story, and I love the menus. I love the mechanics. Oh yeah. Um, but even then, they don't fucking matter. Yeah, it's uh, I, I I'm like I'm of the and like I I totally get that. Like I understand like the 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 notion of dropping it down to easy so you can get the story in, and I do, and I, I don't fault anybody for doing that. Mm-hmm. I have an issue in my head mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to bounce this down to easy and just get into it. But then I have this pride thing in my head. It's just like, well, you're a bitch. Well, it depends for me. Like, yeah, I that's think how talked- it is. I'm not like, like discrediting anybody that does it. I'm just saying it's a fucking, well, it, it's hard for me to overcome that. It's just like, fuck. Yeah, and I get it. Like, And it's a trophy thing, too. This game has no trophies built into that. Actually, it has nothing it, to do with trophies. It un- just, unless you do it, it on just the hardest difficulty. So right. that's nothing. But anyways. I just like, I feel like... Uh, I just get like irritated if I drop it down to easy and then I start because typically I think the couple times I have done that I'll drop it to easy and then the game is too easy and it's just like oh come yeah, on this, this is not the case the some games are like that and like the, the like the Uncharted's and like the Last of Us ones I'm not looking for like I I don't like I enjoy the third person cover fire sure I, I don't get off on it so like I'm just trying to play through the story and like I'm just marching forward so like those ones i've always played on easy just to get done and move on to the yeah. next game no i, I get it like but i don't I, said, I typically don't do that with rpgs this is probably the first one that i've done that with in a very if ever a long time i don't usually do that i was getting i was getting wrecked early and off especially in that goblin village uh and then when i went to the goblin camp there was a couple times where i was just uh or the goblin castle i was just getting fucking annihilated i'm just like am i really this bad yeah, i didn't have that at these games i mean but i don't have the character i want i don't have a tank that i can put I mean, out there to kind of maneuver my, my rogues around yeah i gotta sit there and throw a fucking cleric yeah. out there and hope her shield uh spell does enough to like withstand a barrage of hits she's about to take and it's like fuck man i just do not have the proper lineup for how i want to go about this with my two rogues but uh it it is fun man i like being able to kind of solve things and and take my time and and move things around and like it's to a point dude where if like i'm 
trying something out strategy wise and like immediately I know something it's gonna go sideways quick. I just low I don't even fucking like go, well, we'll see what happens and, and play. I'll be like, nope, I can already tell this was a horrible idea and I just go back to the load. So I just I, I eliminate the waste of time and just start over again and keep moving people around until they're in a spot where I'm like, Okay, mm-hmm. I feel confident with this. Let's go. Yeah, but the minute I feel like there's an issue, I don't even fucking see it through. I'm like, no, I know I'm going to see a game over screen in an hour if I continue this road. Yep. So yep. I'll just re-fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, Brian, so. I agree. It's the same thing I thought, too. <laughs> it does. It does. But overall, I, I dig it, man. Yeah. Like I said, it's fun. It's awesome. Like, hey, it, I got... But it's not as good as Rogue Legacy 2, apparently. Man. <laughs> Dude, certain Rogue-style games are just built... I mean, it's called. It's in the name, right? Yeah, it's right there. But it's also a fucking Metroidvania. Yeah. Have you ever played that series? I have played. I have played. Rogue, I, play, I played a bunch of. I played. Dude, when Rogue Legacy came out on the Vita. Damn, dude. Bro, it was over, dude. Damn. Sorry, I'm uh, late, fellas. Got hit with the sickness, sore throat, runny nose, probably the vid. Ah, oh, trick. Yeah, trick. Just trying not to drive the fucking work. Yeah, he's trying to get out of work already. Yeah, we know. Don't even, yeah, feel better, guy. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's like, oh, end of the year, I got some sick days coming. To me. <laughs> I don't have any sick days, even though I almost, I almost called in today. I was gonna be like, you know what? Fuck, it. I'm gonna go home, and play Call of Duty, the new seasons out, and get started on that shit. But uh, no, I was at work. It's funny. He said Ghost of Tsushima. I almost actually downloaded that again, dude. Just to kind of. I, I debated platinuming that too. That's how far I've come trying not to go back to Baldur's Gate I 3. Know. I'm looking through all my games going like, should I plat that game? Oh, man. Pl- yeah, that Ghost of Tsushima was one of my favorite I platinums. Know. I really, really enjoyed yeah. that game. I almost want to go back and play some more of that Legends mode. That Legends mode was, that was actually part underrated. Of and did you see what they're adding to that Last of Us 2? Um, the remaster? No. So the Last of Us 2 is getting rema- uh, getting a, a remaster for like PS5, a PS5 native version. Mm-hmm. And it comes out on, uh, yeah, dude, no return mode. There's a no return mode that's added into the game. It's kind of like an additional mode that's like a roguelike where you play through like different levels of the game, but you can play as different characters. Each character has like different perks to them. And like you start off, and I think it, it's just one life, right, Brian? Like you get one go and that's it. I didn't read the. I know there's a blog post that just came out yesterday or today that kind of went into it a little bit more. Uh, but you have one life across multiple maps. But you can like unlock stuff and shit like that. Like it's a sweet. Yeah, there's bosses and dailies. It's kind of like an additional, like, I don't want to say live service mode, but there's stuff. It's kind of like that where you kind of just go in there and keep doing yeah. it, keep doing it. And it looked fucking sweet. Yes. And that's only and plus side is Brian said it comes out on January nineteenth only a ten dollar upcharge so if you have Last of Us Part Two already it's just ten dollars to get the remastered version uh, they should have made a cold co op and called it a day I don't need a co op in, La- in the Last of Us I, I mean I, I understand the appeal of it and I'm sure it would probably be a lot of fun I don't need co op in the Last of Us I liked co op like in Ghost of Tsushima Legends mode that was fucking sweet maybe that mode though is what he's saying right that's what that's what, that what he's saying, saying too but like even then like I just want to be alone in that world that's where I feel like that's like it's it's more tense it's the last of you you don't get to depend on anybody it's just you. you and that's that's kind of like what i like about the last was but yeah. ghost of Tsushima's legend mode was yeah. fucking awesome yeah that was a great mode so i'll be checking out uh, that for 10 bucks because i'm broke because uh, i'm done buying games until hell divers we'll see about that then again uh and among tar. us vr came out today among us VR. that looks fucking sweet yeah, but okay. uh let's see so what are we drinking you brought some good ass shit over here. I'm already two in. What do you got? Uh, well, they didn't have the Come normal on. tonight, um, but they did have. Uh, I picked up the white chocolate blonde uh, from Grand Armory Brew. I haven't had this in a while. It's actually pretty good. Yes. Uh, blonde ales are sometimes. Um, I feel like 
they're they're always good to me. Just kind of there's ditzy. some, but there's <laughs> yeah, but Blonde. there's some. That's awkward. Um, but there's some <laughs> that are just do a really good job of it, and I think this is one that does. This one's so. really good. It's yeah. really tasty. I got I got doctor appointment tomorrow. I can't be drinking tonight. Oh, these are all five percent. So I'll drink them. That's, That's that fine. You will. I'm good to go. That's fine. I got my Fago cream soda and my tea. Oh, nice. Awesome. That's uh sounds like what a uh, sounds like a bitch. Um. So anyway, so next week we are going to do the last community night of 2023. Uh, much to Cuddle's chagrin, it is, of course, a Mario Kart night. We have the final track pack or whatever the fucking called. That dropped last month. So we'll do another uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe community night starting at 8 p.m. We're not going to do a 9 p.m. start. We'll make it an 8 p.m. start. Hop on. Bring your friends. Bring your family. Bring whatever. Like Cuddle says, it's the opposite of fucking lame. It's fucking awesome. And looking forward to it. Cause you were just thinking about buying a rogue ally the other day. Buy a fucking Switch, bro, and come play fucking yeah. Mario Kart. And you can play on the go. Come on. But uh come we, on. We man. definitely we, we we've got some things planned for it as well, too. There might be some uh fun things that uh pop up during that as well, too. Uh, besides my pants, but Okay. Um we might try to do a giveaway or two. So uh be there for that as well, too. We wanna uh Kind of blast off uh, the one last community night of the year um, to take us into the twentieth, I believe it is. Yep, the twenty. Yeah, nice so next week we'll do Mario Kart, and then the twentieth will be the final episode of twenty twenty three. We'll go on our Xmas New Year's break, where uh, we I would normally just kind of recharge, but I'll just get drunk for like two weeks straight. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, we want to yep. get one more community night in of uh, some Mario Kart, so that'll be next Wednesday, right here on Twitch. On Nintendo Switch, 8 p.m. start, and we're just going to play Mario Kart. Just going to go crazy, try out the new tracks, and uh, wrap it up with that. And then the following week, we'll do the final show of 2023. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a lot of cool stuff going on these next couple of weeks. Uh, so we got that out of the way, Tone. Uh, we got our beer out of the way. We got what we've been up to out of the way. I think it's time we get to the show. Oh, yeah. We've got uh, multiple topics to talk about tonight. We have not one. Not two, not three, not four, not five. We have six fucking trailers tonight. It's crazy. Six trailer reactions. And there's like three or four that couldn't make the cut. There was a lot of shit, a lot of trailers that dropped this past week. Sorry, what could Jay Hill just made me giggle? What Jay Hill say? What did he say? Uh, me of a I'll take an show. edible and play my Mario Kart 64 to finish. <laughs> reminds me when you hand a kid a controller <laughs> playing with you. <laughs> like... Perfect. You know, he gets ri- he gets ripped, <laughs> so he's really gonna think he's in there. So I, I like his plan. If I did that, I might as well tuck my dick between my legs and watch cartoons like the rest of y'all. Man, he sounds like just he wants to be such a tough guy, but I bet I he's a he's a big old. Yeah, softy. he likes cartoons. Everybody likes cartoons. Everyone loves cartoons. Uh, yeah. Oh, go. Perfect timing, Miz. We are actually starting finally. Yes, we Perfect. are getting started. Six trailers. What the fuck came up besides a man? There was another Ghostbusters trailer. No, I'm just fucking with you. We got a lot of good trailers. Really hyped about that. But, Tone, yeah. speaking of hype, let's yes. get to our first topic. I wanted to get your thoughts on this last week. Dude, he's back. CM Punk is back. Look at that. Look at how happy he is. He's back on WWE, and he got a hell of a pop when he came out. And, Tone, I had to get your thoughts. Go home, you toxic <laughs> piece of shit. Oh, 
That's all I got to say about it. Really? Uh, yeah, he's he's toxic Phil to me. Um, I'm not saying he wasn't the only one that had issues in AEW, but I do believe I don't care who you are, common denominator. Listen, if you're all, if somehow your name's also in the hat every fucking time, every time you're part of the fucking problem. And a lot of fucking wrestlers aren't fans. There are plenty that are. Hey, that's it's two sides of everything, right? <laughs> and he got a massive pop. But what I find funny is that the 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 the, the same fans uh-huh. of the current federation that he went back to that he said he'd never go back to, because hell has now frozen over apparently. All right. Uh that were giving him so much shit for going to AEW are sure sucking on his tip now, aren't they? Oh my Fucking hypocrites. Nobody has integrity anymore. I swear to God, we can't it's, you can't have integrity anymore. People don't even know how to spell the fucking word. Well, good. <laughs> Go back there, create toxic hell, and in a year or two, you'll be done again. So go make your fucking money. I don't give a shit about now, it. No, I had to ask you this, and I wanted yeah. to ask you this last week, but you kind of cleared it up a little bit this week because at the time when this came out, like social media basically said that the only person that knew, knew about this was Triple H and a couple other handful of people. And I wanted to ask yeah. you, my first question was like, like look, man, since Triple H has been in more of a bigger role with WWE, more, had more hands-on with creative, and I knew your thoughts on CM Punk, and I was just like, man, I wonder what this is going to do for Tone's love of Triple H if he is, in fact, the one that came back and signed CM Punk and brought him back to WWE. And I really wanted to get your perspective on that, but then you were quick to let me know this week, it wasn't actually Triple H's decision. Triple H is a head of creative. Once they combined with uh, the conglomerate with UFC or whatever, I can't get the name off the top of my head, but um, he is just creative, period. Okay. Uh, that's basically it. Uh, he said in 2021 when he signed with AEW, mm-hmm. he's like, it's your problem now. That's literally what he said. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what he said to AEW out in the ether. He's your problem now, basically. Wow. Punk, I don't... Triple H, that Paul, I don't think is a very big fan of Punk either. Mm -hmm. I think he gets it. Like, I get it. Everybody in that that business is at some point out for themselves. But some people that can point fingers about people being out for themselves and being, you know, caring more about that than what's best for business Mm -hmm. are the same people that Punk, who's a hypocrite about it and does the same shit for himself. Uh, it was it was Nick Khan apparently that greenlit this whole thing because at oh, the end really? of the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I get it. Why? It's money. He's a draw. Mm-hmm. He's controversy that creates that creates fucking everyone eye, loves it. Puts eyes on you. It's it's a it literally comes down to money. That's all it is. Uh, there there are definitely people in that locker room who are happy he's back, but there's also plenty that don't want him around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was going on? Uh, who was it? Seth uh, Seth Rollins? The Seth Rollins. What was he, that all he about? He did a pretty big shoot on him earlier this year because he was asked in an interview, would you ever want to see him punk come back to WWE? And he's like, hell no, stay out of here. You're toxic. Stay away. Apparently, it, it's a, there's a mix of reality in there, but some of the best storylines are when you bleed into real life. Yep. And it sounds like they're going to have those two eventually. Was it called clash. work? It's, it's a, Yeah, yeah, it's a work. Not to sound like a mark, but I'm a mark, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's definitely going to be that angle as well. Too Rhea Ripley flipped him off up there. They were trying to say that the reason, uh, what's his fuck, uh, um, shit, uh, god damn it, McIntyre walked out was because he showed up as well too. And there there's some smoke and mirrors in there as well too. I know his contract's up as well, but you know, I think the worry for some folks is he left the he left the uh, company, quit. 
middle fingered everything, scorched earth on his way out, scorched earth for years, comes back, and all of a sudden it's supposed to be like all things are fine and dandy, cotton candy. And, and I think people are worried he's going to be put into the hierarchy uh, where people have been there working and been loyal yeah, he for just, years. Yeah, he just wa- waltzes in. He just can walk in, in and yeah, get, a, get a title. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be like that, but that's my my point Um, for show. Or what is he, according to CM Punk call? I don't believe any of those fucking dirt sheets for one as well too like <laughs> i know you wanted to mention the they're, dirt they're, sheets. they're they're all a mess anyways um but yeah that that he is he's right like you know triple h knew only like a week ahead of time this is all mostly nick and everything as well too and when he left for and this is the last thing i'm going to say and i really don't i've said more than i should i know I, I wanted to get your um, thoughts on this because i know it's it's very divisive out there. I, I i i like i said like I know that he wasn't the full problem at AEW, but he was a large part of the problem. Here's why I'm going to tell you, and this is the last thing I'm going to say. You leave wrestling for seven years and come back to it. You come back to AEW, and he was really happy about it. You can go back and watch the videos. Even I said, as somebody then who doesn't really like punk, it was an exciting experience to see him after seven years and come back. He got a big pop then as well, too. And all he did for the first months and months is talk about shitty WWE, where he came from, mm-hmm. and how happy he was to be back. But... He wanted to come in there and teach the young guys stuff and do all this blah, 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 and wanted them to kiss his ass and kiss the ring. Mm-hmm. He left for seven years. If you left your job for seven years and came back in, you think those new people that stuck around are going to be kissing your ass? No. Hell no, they weren't. doesn't matter if it's AEW, WWE, or what. Yes, he's got veteran experience. He can teach some of those young guys. But he was trying to impose that on people who's traveled the world, wrestled in Japan, wrestled for other things, when he fucking left. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Like, sometimes we don't need your fucking advice. <laughs> And he got pissed because nobody wanted to kiss his ass like that. It was all kids and stuff in the back. And I'm not saying the AEWs ran great. Trust me. I've got a lot of things I can criticize about AEW any day of the fucking week. But at the same time, you can't come in here and just think all of a sudden because of your name that these people think that they need to pay homage to you just generally, period, Right. with all this clout. When some of these guys, like the Hangmans and, and the Bucks and people that are also divisive and people don't like, these guys have traveled the world. Mm-hmm. You left, you went, bye-bye, and all of a sudden you want people just to be like, oh, what's not, not, like nothing's changed. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> these people put in the time, put in the work, you know what I mean? So he, he got mad, somebody said some stuff, he said some stuff, she said some stuff, they said some stuff, and went back and forth, and then he made an ass of himself, in my opinion, on a scrum after a PPV, and Tony Khan, who needs to wrangle in better, mm-hmm. didn't do anything about it, and it kept spiraling out of control. Right. Because why? He makes money. And he draws a crowd with controversy. And he draw, and I'm sitting here talking more longer about him than I wanted to in the last two <laughs> fucking weeks. So I'll tell you what, when he came out that pay-per-view, uh-huh. you can ask, because I was just like, I was sitting there, I was like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> you were not. I, I was you, pissed. You started putting tweet, or, uh, messages on Facebook. I was like, oh, I was almost fucking, triggered. Randy Orton made his return. The Viper's been gone for 18 fucking months. A man loyal to WWE uh-huh. for so many years and a great example of when you're 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 a company man and a good worker and all around know the business and his fucking spotlight was ruined because this piece of shit come back <laughs> fuck him go home that's uh that's wild man uh brian said while rollins probably does have issues he definitely working to build stuff see that's what i thought like uh, again i don't really look into like rollins you know, is, is, company is it man work too. He gets it is it work is it, it, it is, is. It this that like I saw it and I was like, look, look, I'm sh- maybe uh, some of it was probably legit. Maybe he really doesn't like the guy, but like for the most part, I was watching. I was like, cool, that's a storyline they're gonna build up. Same with the girl that was giving him the finger. Brian, a- there too. I, I I'm sorry. Um, to to 
He said two years ago, he said he left pro wrestling, so he was knocking WWE because he, in AEW, it's more about the wrestling, less about the sports entertainment. Yeah. By the way, how often was uh, CM Punk injured? Guess what happens when you leave for seven years and you get out of shape? You're you're broken. You're injured a lot. Uh, so, yeah, 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 great. Gl- glad he did that, but he was old and past his prime at that point. So, <laughs> apparently now it's going to be a little bit different, but, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, it, it definitely, there's a lot of controversy. Yes, mommy, definitely give him the middle finger, but... <laughs> Her fiance works in AEW, so she's probably got a different perspective. Oh, uh, okay. So. No, I, I had to get your thoughts on that because I mean, it was uh, it it was big news when it dropped. Like I seen it drop on social media, and oh, and, it, it, and it was a hell of a exploded. pop. I'm gonna give the guy credit. Oh, I mean, it, it was loaded. It was a monster pop. Uh, but like as soon as I seen that, I go on Facebook and I see your comment. Oh, and I was so like, "Oh pissed. boy, Tone is not happy with 35, this." 40,000 fucking hypocrites couldn't shut up long enough. <laughs> And they love them again, right? Every single one of them. (laughs) Punk is the wrestling, like how Mario Kart is the community night. Yeah, we will talk about it, but don't really need it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) He's not going to let that one go. No, he's not. All right, Tone. We just want to get that out of the way. It is time to jump in to a time where I feel like Goji fans. We eating good. Godzilla fans. I mean, all parties, everyone alike. There's a lot of great stuff going on right now with the MonsterVerse, with Toho, with, mm. with, with with Legendary, with Monarch. A lot of great shit going on right now, Tone. And so we're going to get into it, man. First up, we're going to talk about our uh, early impressions of the first four episodes of Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which is airing now on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, episode 5 drops this week. Uh, I believe we get 10 episodes of this show. It runs until January 12th. So we'll have a lot more Monarch going forward. Uh, but, Tone, I know this is a show that you and I were super excited about. We were really curious about when it was announced. Uh, we saw that we got, you know, Kurt Russell, the love muscle, in the, as, on board as well, which is always a, a great draw for a show. But, uh, and I'm going to agree with Carlos on that right there. Um, I, didn't have, I didn't hate for it before. It was kind of a slower episode. I'm sure it's probably building up to something. But, Tone, I want to get your initial thoughts of Monarch, uh, Legacy of Monsters, and how it ties into the MonsterVerse, uh, how it's able to connect to previous movies, and how it kind of sets up, maybe see some, because uh, uh, we'll talk about a trailer in a little bit, where we yeah. saw some things that we can be like, oh, I do remember yeah. seeing something similar to that yeah, in yeah. Monarch. Yeah, but your yeah. initial thoughts, Tom. Yeah, I, man, and I always want to say and preface this, because you can go back years ago, and we had heard whispers of a show like this, or maybe it was even before that, maybe it was just something that, we had said her. I feel like this has been on the plate at some point, right, or on the table, and they did exactly what I imagined and wanted them to do a monarch show, which is focus on the monarch stuff, have some different kaiju we may never see, mm-hmm. and be able to thread through it all the monsterverse. Yep. Um, kind of like it's it's like having like a, a, a like the college rule paper, and this is like the bind like the metal binder. Yeah, sure, and okay. That, and that's and that's and that's exactly what they're doing so far with it, and. Um. First of all, I mean, exactly. Kevin Kurt Russell is great. Wyatt Russell is also a great actor as well, too. I know he's still early in his career as well, but the the characters instantly, as you're introduced to them, even with the time hops, I know sometimes we've watched some shows where the time hops and the, and the going back in time can be a little bit messy. They don't do that here. It pushes the narrative forward in the future when they when they jump back. As Everything well, they show you in the past or the present is is, is relevant like and continues yeah. and continues to move that story forward as well. Um, the characters that continue to be introduced 
don't um don't bug me like in, like i feel like there's always a character who there's always like oh, God, this fucking character right like i don't care about this character even the character like the 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 one lady who's kind of talking to um the son there like mm-hmm. there's some mystique going on there too which you're kind of curious about you kind of start finding a little bit about yeah. that but you're like mystique she's got some mystery she's got some tie into it as you know well too computer hack, the computer yeah, yeah yeah so i feel like and i feel like she's going to continue to grow to be like relevant to the now and things in the age she's well got too. some kind of connection there's something, something going i think there's something bigger at play there as well too but we'll see but no i i feel that they've done a great job investing in like the story the characters kind of setting up um, Monarch from like the get go, making certain things that was talked about in Skull Island make sense because now you're realizing that some of the characters is this character's grandpa or this character younger, which is crazy or whatever yeah, yeah. it might be, right? So you're getting all those things in this series and in three episodes, and I'll get to the fourth year. I just felt like, damn, I feel I feel like you know I'm getting more the the context that I wanted. And even though it mostly kind of focuses on Godzilla as well, too, at, kind of at first, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah, yep. You know, they crisscross the timelines yep. and things like that. There was some spots um, that you see, like, early on from, like, video footage Dude, and some that of the movies wild. or, like, some of the Easter egg spots yes. after the scenes and stuff like that. You see, you're seeing the thread, and they're making – there's comments and there's nods and different stuff. So it's doing everything I really wanted to do, but it's also – creating like new monsters mm-hmm. or new new stories or things you've never seen before or whatever it might be or referencing back like the 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 whole scene when i realized clearly who Durs is playing i say Durs because that's <laughs> like that he's playing john goodman early younger yeah. which i missed that for three fucking episodes yeah, that, that, and that blew my mind even then when you told me that too <laughs> i yeah, was like oh when, shit when they go to the ship that's yeah where, that's where like it was like oh that confirms because yeah. like at first you don't get his name he does he's i think he says his name one time and it's kind of right. drowned out but like when it gets to it, when he gets to the ship, and I remember a story that he was telling Sam Jackson when he's on the when they uh, first arrive on Skull Island. There's that scene where he talks to Sam Jackson about the ship that he was on, and mm-hmm. and once he got on the ship, and then I see in his Footlocker with the name, I was like, oh, okay, that's yeah. what it is. Yep. And, and they've built they've built some good tension. And I said, like, listen, it, it's rare when a TV series or TV show can do certain things. There's only a few of them that really can do this and do this well. And so far it's done this, at least in the first three episodes is I get to the end of the episode. I think the fourth one probably still did it too. And I'll sit there and all of a sudden the credits hit. And I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> but I was like that the first few of them. Cause the story is really good. Mm-hmm. And listen, it looks great. You can tell that Apple's put some great money in behind it, which is also important because these are nest. You know, you don't want to do the Disney thing where like they're putting half the money at the D plus want you to come and eat the popcorn. Like it's the big ones at the theaters. Yeah. They're not doing that no. at all. And they're not selling it like that. Either. Yeah. At all. And, 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 and again, it's great. There's a transition scene that I will continue to bring up with Wyatt and Kurt, that is one of the coolest transition scenes I've seen in a while yeah. uh, in, in, in any sort of media. And it's because they're father and son, yeah. they look alike. Very. And he's standing there. And th- that, it, after that transition scene, you're looking at Wyatt and like, Jesus, he's got his dad's face. He on does, man. Like, like I said, what at first, when I first saw him in, uh, uh, what was it? It was um, Overlord. And uh, like I, I didn't realize who I'd seen him before. I was like, God, I know this guy. Yeah. Who, who is he? Yeah, you know. And I'm watching the movie. I'm like, this guy's a good actor. I'm like, that's cool. And and I keep looking. I'm like, he looks so fucking familiar. And I just watched that a couple weeks ago. Overlord. Too. Yeah. Oh, fucking Overlord is fucking incredible. Gnarly Overlord movie. is fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I forgot. Yeah, he's in Twenty One Jump Street as well. But like, I'm watching it. I'm just like, this guy just looks so fucking familiar. And then um, I go in the book and I'm like, oh my god. He's also shitty Captain America. <laughs> he is shitty Cap. Yep, that's right. 
Uh, but like, yeah, it's 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 uncanny, yeah, dude. Like you're yeah. just like Jesus. That's it's it really is great casting to have two <clears throat> actors who are very good at what they do to be able to play at different mm-hmm, times mm-hmm. and it just it fucking yeah. brilliant casting. Yeah. And and like yeah, you, we we joke about the character being 95 years old. It's a little 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 interesting to go that route, but I, I get what they're doing, you know, going at, but I do want to say and the final thing I say, um really were two things. Um episode 4 definitely wasn't as like gripping as 3. They 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 they, they dove into a little bit of like the I mean, I don't know what they were diving into the 4 a little bit. I don't know if it was the I don't want to say mysticism necessarily, but like I think I think it was more or less just focusing on the impact of the the mutos or whatever the, the what are they called? Um, not mutos. Well, I'm talking like like when he's lost in the, when he's lost in the snow. And yeah, that's shit. what I'm saying. Well, I mean, oh, he, oh, oh. that's what Kurt Russell's character says. He goes, "These Titans have in a way a way of right. affecting the area," which is, and I think that's kind of what like the focus was, like how interesting and like, I'm, kind I'm, of like a Bermuda's Triangle, right? Type which, of thing. And I kind of understand. I, I get it. It was just a little. It was a little. It felt a little different from the other ones because of that in some ways. Mm-hmm. So I hope we don't fuck around with that. But then again, it's cool you explore it one time, right? And, and right. Show what but the then again, you do. look at Kong versus Godzilla, and it's like <laughs> it's like a fucking birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, and you invited everybody in the town, right? So it's just it's kind of wild. But um, no, the, um, Kurt Russell. Even though I'm like he's not in this a lot, like he was in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always feel like. Kurt Russell is never like you always hear like these certain actors and Kurt Russell's either accidentally forgotten or he sometimes doesn't get tossed around that mix. And I know, you know, there's I know somebody out there, too, on the chat. I can see the name right now. He's a big fan of, of the Pork Chop Express as well. You know, <laughs> and this is the one thing I said instantly is like Kurt Russell deserves more love for how good he handles all spectrums of his acting because he really does have great. He can do it all, man. He can do it. He all. can do great comedy. He can do great action. He can do great drama. And 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 it's not that we don't know that, no. but I feel like and and, that, and we don't even necessarily forget that. I just feel like he doesn't get the consistent love that he deserves. And a lot of his movies are very pop culture-y and you know mm-hmm. co- you know whatever it is. But seeing him this late in his in his in his days and even in the MCU in he had some really good moments yep. to his ego yep. um regardless of what people thought of the character he just he just does such a good job adapting and like i know he's 95 but he feels i was I already captain, captain ron, ron. Was in my head trust me got to love captain ron just seeing him at the end of his days in something that i love like this and having him just i feel like acting the fuck out of it but having a son with him as well, too. There's just something magical about that mm-hmm. that I feel like we're not going to see anything like that in that in that sense. I'm not saying people dislike Kurt Russell. I'm just saying that he doesn't get enough love that he deserves. Oh, he really doesn't, man. Like like I said, that's that's the one thing. Like like Wyatt Russell, Anders Holm, and uh, Mari uh, Yamamoto, they're all really good. They're the main they core of the young crew. They're all really good. And, and I love having them there, and it does – Add uh, you know some some <laughs> credibility to those characters, uh, and it keeps you engaged when you have good yeah. actors doing good yeah. things. But for me, man, it's always about Kurt Russell. Like you said, he's there are and, and to answer Crash's question, do people just like Kurt Russell? If they do, they're a fucking commie well, and they don't belong here. Uh, he's he's Kurt Russell is just he's just he's steady. It doesn't matter. He's just that steady balance in any movie. Mm-hmm. If he's there, you know the movie's gonna hang on and it's gonna make it. No matter if it's a bad movie, I, I honestly can't think of a Kurt Russell movie. Like for example, if I were if I were to say if there's one movie of Kurt Russell's that's probably bad in some ways, I don't think it reviewed it. very well. Was Tango and Cash. Oh. 
thought you were gonna say soldier. I was no, 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 not so like Tango and Cash. Like, like it's, I actually it's, love that it's movie. a goofy ass movie, love but it just movie. works because Kurt Russell knows how to take these characters mm-hmm. and just make them so relatable. No matter how fucking dumb the storyline is, yeah, it's a dumb movie, but it's a dumb it. movie, but it just fucking works. But he's also been so he's also dude like the characters like that just have had a, a profound impact on my life growing up. Uh, Snake Plissken. Yeah. R.W. McCready. That's the joke you made up. At the thing. Of the thing. Yeah. Uh, Jack Burton. Yeah. I mean, Wyatt Earp. I mean, he's just been just, he's always fucking awesome. Yeah. In everything he's in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tombstone is seriously, other than, dude, for like most quotable movies ever, there's like Tombstone, uh, there's like uh, The Big Lebowski, and then, I don't, I mean, I mean, right there. I mean, just like he's just that good, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's I, that good. He, he is. And, you know, it's funny. And and I know we're going we're going to go a little bit left, but it's because we love you, Kurt. Um, I just watched Demolition Man last night. <sighs> what a, I'm telling you, man, and Demolition I, Man's fucking amazing. It is. And I got to tell you, I watched it because of that stuff I was sending about that wrestler who yeah. took it from Simon Phoenix. I'm like, I'm watching it mostly because of him. But what I did notice, like, listen, I love a lot of old school Sylvester Stallone movies. Watching a movie like that, it is a little tough. Some of those ninety movies are early nineties. I think that holds up incredibly camp. well. Sure, yeah, it's it's still enjoyable. Um, but what I did notice is that, you know, I, and I'm, I mean this in comparison because you said Tango and Cash because mm-hmm. it's Sylvester as well too. Some of Sylvester's acting in some of those movies at times <laughs> were actually not that great. No. As opposed mm-hmm. to somebody like where Kurt Russell, you got in, in a role. I like can't that. remember watching a movie where, I, like Kurt Russell, I was like, "Oh, that's a bad choice." Right, but there's movies I've seen Sylvester Stallone, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> right, that right, was real yeah. Sylvester Stallone." Right? I mean, I'm being, just for comparison's sakes, because I know he gets brought up in a lot of stuff. But um, regardless, there's there's one Kurt Russell movie, and, and I Kurt. can't remember so the sorry. fucking name of it. Um, his wife gets kidnapped. Bernard Lawyer? No, no, no. Um. His wife gets kidnapped, uh, and like it's by a guy who's driving a truck. His car, oh, breakdown, oh. breakdown. Oh, I thought you were gonna say over the top. No, That's no, it's called it's called sorry. breakdown, and like his car breaks down. Like I think they're like on their way to like Vegas or somewhere out west sure. in a desert, and his car breaks down. And J.T. Walsh, who's extra creepy in the night, he's a, he's an awesome character actor. J.T. Walsh, he's dead now, but he was fucking awesome. He's the bad guy. He kidnaps his wife, and dude, it is an intense movie where like Kurt goes like. Over the top. Another movie I love him in. What's the uh, Grindhouse? What, or what's the one where he's the car driver? Oh, uh, Planet Terror. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. He's fucking yeah, yeah. amazing in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Breakdown is fucking dope, though, man. I am a huge fan of Breakdown. It is a very, uh, very, very intense movie. Christmas Chronicles. My kids love his uh, portrayal as Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Huge fan. So, Death Trap. I mean, look, dude. Kurt Russell is a made man around these parts. And when I seen he was involved with this, you could have easily thought. And I mean, honestly, take another actor. If somebody else from that era shows up, I'm thinking they're there for the paycheck. But Kurt Russell is always just he's in, dude. And he's going to give you everything. Mm -hmm. And he's going to just have that screen presence, that gravitas that you need to have to anchor down a show. And I just love seeing my man. Why was he ever in Expendables? Death Proof. That's what it is. Death Proof. That's the card. Why was he never in Expendables? You know, that's that's a good looking question. He wasn't in those. What? He wasn't anywhere in those. I don't think so. I don't. I'm, hear- not, I'm the, I mean, they, they're not Academy Award winning movies, but I, I refuse to saying- watch the fourth one. I, I refuse to watch well, the fourth yeah, one. I only watch that one. When Harrison Ford showed up in the third, I was like, okay, that's the only like saving grace. But uh, it was just like, I don't know. That's weird that he's never been in that. And I loved him in uh, what was the hockey movie uh, about the USA hockey team? He was the coach. Oh fuck. 
Uh, miracle. Miracle, yeah. It's fucking awesome in that, dude. Like I said, man, I can watch anything with Kurt Russell. Uh, but, no, this show has been really good. Like you said, man, <laughs> Mighty Ducks, there's, there's a good one for sure. Um, but, yeah, like you said, a lot of great callbacks. Um, some of the nods like Godzilla. I love the casting. Uh, I do like when the monsters do. Sh- it's it's a show that it's so well done story wise, dude. That you're almost forgetting that you're watching a show that's about fucking monsters. And when they do it show, is. Up, yeah, 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 it is. But I mean, you don't mind that they're focusing on the monarch side of things because I think Monarch is the one thing out of all the legendary movies so far where you're kind of like, I want to know more. Yeah, yeah. I know everything there is to yeah. know about Godzilla and Kong and all the other guys. I don't know shit about Monarch. And you have a really good story explaining that. So I don't mind the break from the action from the monsters. Even though when they do show up, they're nice. Uh, it's great. Kurt, first movie in 1963 and only did 57 movies. I think he's picking on, picking on what he does. And he can be because he's Kurt fucking Russell. Mm-hmm. You know, shows. he just does what he wants to do. I fucking love that movie. Stargate? I, I said it's one of those sci-fi guilty pleasures, man. Him and I, James Spader? Dude, yeah, I fucking man. love Stargate. Because well, it's all about that. I don't know. I don't want to get that. I, <laughs> Let's I go down that rabbit hole. I, I mean, if you want to have a Kurt Russell, no, show sometime, we're not we going to get into that. that. I I don't need a show going Anyways, until one yeah, o'clock. Moving on. My bad. All right, Tone. So we're gonna, Monarch. Definitely watch it. Check it out if you have Apple Plus. Definitely watch it. It has been really, really good so far. Episode four. I agree with Cuddles was a little bit slower, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's going to be build up for the next episode. We're going to get some more stuff, uh, and I'll probably pick up from there. Mm-hmm. So I am confident. They've got me invested. I'm in. I'm in for sure. The I'm characters. In. Yep. Everything in our story. Characters. Yep. I'm there. Yep. All right, Tone. Moving on. Now look, I have very little recollection. Of any of the old school Godzilla monster movies. I used to watch them all the time at my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. She had them all on VHS. And I was like, okay, cool, man. I watched these and they were fucking dope. Mm-hmm. And then I took away, and then the, ne- the last one before that was uh, 1998's classic Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. And then I was just Now, the movies I have not Sorry. been too familiar with lately are the Toho ones, like mm-hmm. uh, Shin Godzilla. Uh, is, that, is it Shin Godzilla? Well, so, yeah, so so Toho didn't have the the property and the rights to Godzilla for many years. Right. It's been bouncing around. But, yes, they came back into it swinging when they got the rights back and uh, um, did uh, Shin, if I remember correctly. So I haven't seen Maybe Shin they Godzilla. Or they weren't building movies anyways. And you got talking about this, um, Jeff. Thank you so much, man. I hope everything's good. I know he did, he just went and he saw just got out. Yep, yeah, want to get his thoughts when he when we get to it. But so like uh, Godzilla minus one uh, started making news that it was going to come over come over here to the to the west. And I know you were super excited. About it. You're like I'm gonna go see it on my fucking birthday. And I'm watching. I'm like, okay, cool, man. I don't know too much about Toho stuff, but I don't know if I really want to get into that. You know, I'll just keep watching the legendary, uh, the mind numbing legendary stuff and have a good time, and be happy. And this past week, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a, I want to go see this. Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate that. Appreciate the support. Uh, I, I was like, I really want to see this movie because Tom once saw it. I was like, I'm, I want to be able to go see it. So, dude, I went Monday night. And I had, I don't want to say I had low expectations, but I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm sure it's probably pretty good. But, you know, I probably won't get it as much as some of the diehards will. And, you know, we knew about the reviews. There was already rumors. You know, there, we saw the reviews coming in slowly. Like, oh, people are really liking this. It's yeah, really incredibly it, well. Because you got to be careful. About a month ago, it hit Japan first. And yes. you, you know, like over there, it's, it's more than that. It's a phenomenon. It's, right. It's part exactly. of their DNA. It's so kind like, of a biased audience. Yeah, yeah, so even, even seeing that, though, I'm like, well, those are pretty high scores. But, you know, we got to wait. We got to wait. Uh, Tone, I'm going to tell you right now, man. And when I walked out of the theater on uh, Monday night, I was thinking to myself, I was like, look, man, you know, I've seen several Godzilla movies in my lifetime. And I appreciated 2014's Godzilla, the way they tried to re- redo it in a more gritty nature, well, bring it down. On that. Big fan. Really good movie. After watching this movie, dude, this is by far 
the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. Okay. Which could, depending on your thoughts on the movie, might mean a lot, might not mean much at all. No, but it's also one of the best movies I've seen in a while. <laughs> don't get him started on 98. I, I don't mind 98 as much as other people do. But, Tone, this is seriously one of the one of the better movies I've seen in a long time. Like, it's actually a, not just a good Godzilla movie. It's a good, really, really fucking good movie overall. Yeah. Uh, I did not come into this movie expecting an emotional, I know. emotionally <laughs> charged like that. Yeah, yeah. story that involves, like, people dealing with survivor guilt. I mean... Dude, tell me you're making a fucking Godzilla movie where the where the main protagonist is dealing with survivor guilt and like you you see the clear impact it has on his character mm. and the and the level of depth that's required to convey that. The amount of PTSD. Yeah, like you're really conveying some very serious themes in a in a movie that I'm expecting is just a bunch of fucking people running around going, ah, I'm getting stepped on. Mm. And so like we're getting hit with this right away. And I was just like, man, this is this is kind of sad. Like, I fucking feel bad for this guy. You know, you have a flawed protagonist. You've uh, Like, I didn't realize it, but you have built up the, the ideal protagonist. A flawed guy, you know, struggling to deal with his the consequences of his actions in the past. Will he be able to redeem him? What's his, what's his redemption arc going to look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. So you start building that up, and I'm like, okay, I didn't expect all this. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, okay, eventually Godzilla is going to show up. And it's going to be that goofy, campy fun that I know from Godzilla. Fucking wrong. <laughs> Way wrong. Fucking wrong. This dude, Godzilla, shows up. And again, this is just my opinion. This is the most frightening version of Godzilla that I've ever seen on film. Now, look, take that what you will. You want to overhype or whatever. This was a terrifying Godzilla. The, 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 the first sequence, the first big sequence of them, he shows up right away in the smaller sequence, but the first big sequence involves him chasing a mine super boat. It's in the trailer. But this, it's obviously extended watching it live or watching it fully play out. I was like this, Tone, gorb face and all. I was just like. The tension was. was... It was masterfully shot. Mm-hmm. The, the soundtrack was masterfully built around this scene. It was. Tension mm-hmm. and it was horrifying. Yeah, I mean, and dude, and, and we talk about it for the show a very clever nod to Jaws. Mm-hmm. But that's not the worst part. That's not even the scariest part. Yes, that sequence of events is terrifying. Godzilla looks fucking creepy in this movie. Mm-hmm. He when they get up close on his face, I'm like, you're fucking creepy, bro. I was seeing the '80s and all that before that guy in a rubber suit. Oh, he's cute and adorable. You know, '98 Godzilla. What, what is that? New Godzilla. Pretty, pretty scary, but, I mean, still Godzilla. This one, when you look at his face, you're just like, you are fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, the, the moment where I was just like, okay, dude, this is out of control, is when you see the devastation that he can cause, not just by walking around and swinging his tail. We've see, I've seen Godzilla use his ray of fire, whatever it's called, the fire ray or heat ray, several times in, in many movies. This is by far the most devastating, like, uh, ability that he has. And when it hits, you're just like, holy fucking shit, dude. It really leaned into as fresh. Like, says, you understand the, the parallel. atomic breath. Yes. Yeah. What the comparisons, I mean, they did a little bit in the 54 movie, but they really bring it home in this one. Like, the, the comparisons that they're trying to make and the social commentary, 
And I was just like, holy fucking shit, dude. Mm-hmm. This guy, this is like the most frightening Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So you take that, and you have these set pieces that are very, very frightening and very, very uh, uh, violent. Mm-hmm. But then you go back to the story, the human element, and it just continues to build on these characters, not just with the protagonist, but he's got a crew with them that you meet early on. And, dude, like you made a great comparison. You were like, it's like the crew on in Jaws. Mm-hmm. It's Brody, it's, it's Quint, and it's, it's Richard Dreyfuss' character. Except these guys got along. But these guys all get along. Really well. In real life, too. Not just like <laughs> Quint and uh, Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfuss were famously just at odds the entire time. But, dude, there is so much chemistry between everybody. And they build this camaraderie where you're just like, man, I fucking care about these humans. You know, they're in a really shitty situation and they're dealing with their own issues. Mm-hmm. And now they got to bond together and, and, and get into and, and take on Godzilla. Dude, this movie was so fucking good. When you get to the finale and it's, it's everything that you wanted. And like Tone mentioned, dude, you are emotional. You're borderline emotional yeah. with the outcome of certain things, of certain storylines, of character arcs, and you're just like, yeah. how the fuck is this a Godzilla yeah, I movie? Know, I, I, did, I did not expect that. It is. I didn't expect a lot, but. The best Godzilla movie I have ever seen, and it's one of the best movies I've seen this year. Yeah, absolutely. It is that good, dude. It is two hours, and you are never once going, uh. now look. If you're looking for legendary Godzilla stuff and you need big explosions and indiscernible action and all this shit going on where you can't where it's just loud and explosions and bright colors and CG overkill, don't see this movie. I don't want to hear your thoughts on it. I get why you like those ones more than this stuff. But fuck me, dude. If you want a good ass story, if you can appreciate how hard it is to make a good story in a movie about kaiju much about Godzilla? Mm-hmm. That is a daunting task. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. guy, the director, uh, Takashi Yamazaki, who was just a VFX maestro up until this point. He's done a couple small movies, but like mostly he worked on visual effects for like Shin Godzilla mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. They said, hey, man, here's $15 million. Apparently, he they had been wanting him to do this for a while, but he kept telling them no. Man. I he, thought I had read somewhere. He picked somewhere. the right time to say yes. So, this, this story has been, has been on somewhere wanting to be picked up, and either him or somebody else just kept saying no. I'm pretty sure it was him, if I remember reading that correctly. Can someone explain to me how this movie is topping the box office 1.2? I mean, I think, well, now, keep in mind that the, the 1.23 million was for Monday. That was for Monday's showing. It did make 11 million since its release. So the 1.23 million was on Monday. That's when they, uh, which is impressive for a fucking Monday for, for a movie a to make. For a foreign film. Yeah, for a foreign, for a film, foreign film on, on a North, Monday North to America. pull in 1.2 million, yeah. that's really impressive. That is no easy feat. Right. So, no, in the grand scheme of things, now, if it only made 1.23 million over the course of the weekend or since it came out, that'd be, then, yeah, that's a different discussion. But on a Monday, it made 1.23 million, which is really good. But, dude, this guy made this movie on $15 million budget. Like the other Godzilla movies, they cost like two hundred million. Yeah, the legendary side of it. Two hundred million dollars to make a movie that just doesn't even come close to this one in terms of its overall just quality. Mm-hmm. The special effects of this movie—they're really good. Are they great? No, but they don't need to be. It's mm-hmm. not that type of movie. There's not much yet. They're to able to convey how fucking 
terrifying this Godzilla is without wiping out half a country. You get to see him fuck up a city, and you're just like, okay. And the way he does it, you're like, okay, yeah, he's scary. Yeah. Like, I get it. 15 million is crazy when he, uh, dude, exactly. Comparing it to like Dial Destiny, She Hulk, all that shit. You know, $15 million is usually one person's fucking paycheck. <laughs> I saw those people doing the bits that they did with like 2014 Godzilla, which is, oh, well, there's not enough Godzilla in it and stuff like that. Well, that's how they were able to build this tension in this movie and also make 2014 feel so powerful when you saw him because yep. you don't need to see him in your face the entire time. The only it's thing like those old school scary movies doing the same thing. 2014 Godzilla is very similar to this one, only the story in this one's better. Yeah. And how frightening Godzilla is in this is better than what it is in Gareth Edwards wanted the story to be like that. I think it's it's a combo of either too much storyline going on at the same time, or what's his face to play the main character, Aaron? Uh, oh, Aaron. Uh, I always get it wrong. Aaron Johnson. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson. Taylor, Taylor Johnson, yeah. who I really like. His story, when you stop and think about it, there was a really good story. Yes, there was. There was a good story there, but. A lot of people complained that he was so just like robotic about it, and they're not wrong about that. I think, I think he was supposed to be like become. Is that sort of like the military thing? Like he's just like I think, which and that's fair. I think, and I, I think people, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but it's two different comparisons. Sure. Whereas in this one, they were able to take that soldier story and make it something that you got emotionally invested. Well, like in Aaron Taylor Johnson's character, like his struggles were like he was more like bearing him where this guy just let it all out in several scenes. I mean, there are scenes where you're just like, man, he's fucking dealing right. with a lot. <laughs> because Aaron's character, while he was dealing with all the stuff, he was still being like the superhuman superhero guy about the stoic it. Stoic hero. Right, yeah. which is fine and works. And, and like I said, I don't have a problem with it. a lot of folks do, but like, this made it differently because you saw this man break down many times. Mm -hmm. And when you see that, that shows vulnerability and that that's when people can relate. Yeah. And that's, and that's what made it different here with that. But the biggest takeaway for me, man, is honestly, is just like when you look at this movie, this Toho production, and you think about compared to what legendary is doing with this. And I don't have an issue with what legendary is doing. They're entertaining films, but you can really see the stark distinction between the two mm -hmm. and how they're presented, how they present Godzilla, how they present their stories in such a different manner. Mm -hmm. Like this one is very grounded. It takes place in World War II. I love the fact that they went back to World War II. That yeah. was fucking dope. It's it's really kind of almost like a like I don't know think people have said it, but to me it's like this weird mix of a remake reboot. Yes, you meant I think that's I think you mentioned it. it's like this like a hybrid of remake and reboot. Yeah. But it's just man, it's really cool. That's the coolest thing I thought about. It's just like man, how different. Mm -hmm. It is when Toho does a Godzilla movie mm -hmm. and when Hollywood does a Godzilla movie. Well, it's interesting because we're saying that in 2023. Now, if you dial it back, though, too, is that, you know, for many years throughout all the eras, they've been people in suits. They've had a lot. There's There's been they've, they've tried to tell stories and the stories are, you know, not really diverse you know there, there's some interest i mean I, I've, I've even said recently it's almost like they're just they're live action anime in some ways sure yeah. you know what i mean you, you've always got the soldier the scientist you've got the normal person you know you mix it in through there and there's there's always like some family issue or some issue or some some something going on in these but when you're watching them in the suits and stuff like that you're not getting you're not always getting like the full um uh, emotional investment they're just fun to watch they're enjoyable mm -hmm. you know what i mean but this now that Toho, starting with Shin, really, 
you know, kind of dialed it back and and and, and just really kind of ground it and made <clears> it feel more realistic. I mean, it's through the scope of bureaucracy and politics. When, right. When you watch Shin, you'll see what I'm saying. Some people don't like it. Even Godzilla fans, they call them boring and stuff like that. But honestly, if you think this one's terrifying, I think the Shin one's a little bit. Really? Well, at least <clears throat> at least as in look. Yeah. Like it's the the concept design of it's pretty fucking gnarly. Nah, I'm, I'm, to be like fair, I, I'm all in on tone. I'm like I'm all in because right. like this was just such an impactful film because it's like man, you somehow just made this yeah and, emotionally but, charged Godzilla movie. Like how'd you do it? But that's my point. Like Toho prior to 2014, you're looking at Legendary who takes it over and everybody's like, oh, an American company. Here comes it. Warner you know, Brothers. But yeah. you know, to to be fair, 2014 really tried to they did present a very realistic and grounded Godzilla. Um, and, and, and it, it didn't resound well with everybody. And they were mm-hmm. like, they're not enough Godzilla. So then they go to King of the Monsters, which is a personal favorite because it, it mixes a lot of that old school Toho sure. feel, yep. monster battles, but still there's stakes involved. I mean, Rodan's piecing out entire flight squad squadrons, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on there as well, too. Now, Legendary, especially since, you know, you look after Skull Island and they got Monarch, but now you're looking at Kong versus Godzilla, which to me felt more like, old school campy kind of toho like you're watching guys in rubber suits again yep. you know what i mean it felt more like that and and and, and moving forward with the next godzilla and kong as well too um the new kingdom it, it feels the same thing too like they're they're almost it's almost like they're descaling and toho is kind of like progressing differently right it's really it's really it's weird awesome. but the point is and i'll get into this movie here shortly is that we are in a time right now and this is weird for a young kid like me it like in mind to think that we're in time we're in, we're in a timeline right now we're like we're getting multiple types of Godzilla content starting even with some of the cartoons and animes over the last few years mm-hmm. extra contents uh, we're getting compendiums comic books I mean there've always been that stuff yeah but I think Godzilla just kicked the shit out of Superman recently in DC Comics you know what I mean? <laughs> he did so he's, yeah he's he did fought, yeah he's, he's fought the Avengers and and you know the Justice League but you know we're we're getting Toho coming up out of nowhere creating these very thought-provoking stories, yep. making Godzilla a horror element almost at this point with a really good, like, enriching story. And then Legendary, for all the good and bad of it for people back and forth right now, and we'll get more into that later, you know, is still creating, like, enjoyable content. Like, yeah. it, 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 the thing is, like, even if it's a Godzilla content that it's not, like, as big or best as another one, it's still enjoyable to have all this because as a kid, like, especially since it's, you know, based foreign, like people knew Godzilla, but it was always just like, okay, cool. Godzilla. Nobody really knew even with the 98 movie regardless. Yeah. It did 200 million over here, but like it didn't create a phenomenon either. This is a phenomenon. This is, this is the, the, the heart of like Japanese culture even. Mm-hmm. And now to see us, take it and run the ball and see it everywhere yeah. that's fucking wild yeah you know what i mean and and honestly this this movie i mean you've said a lot of words <laughs> so it's, it's hard to it's hard because like but that's that's the thing like when you see a godzilla movie usually like i would I know, just be like oh it was fun it was exciting things no blew up, and, and that's why i'm fine on it because like i would rather right now hear your perspective on it because you aren't as ingrained into that dna as sure, i am exactly. so like I you already know I'm gonna like even if it's a shitty movie like listen I didn't really like Kong versus Godzilla mm-hmm. especially at first and it's grown on me you know but I still enjoy it for what it is because it's still getting kaiju fight and I, I'm a sucker for it yeah. right um but you know to hear somebody like you who isn't ingrained went into it not knowing to expect yeah you're seeing good stuff out of it on the reviews and everything and then you're going in and seeing you're like like did Scorsese write this movie like you know what I mean like yeah right exactly like you know but 
so for me, like all the words you said are definitely things I'm going to agree with. I love this movie coming out of it. Like yeah. I didn't expect going into it to have a Godzilla movie that actually moved me in an emotional in an emotional way because I, you know the, the characters were written so good. You're so ingrained. You see, you care so much. You know. Um, so so going out of the theater and, and and sitting back and watching that and just like oh, it was dusty in there a couple times. Like what's going on there was was kind of surprising for me as well too. And to see this in this kind of live action, even after seeing Shin and how good this looks, they took the old school design. Yep. You know, they went back with the old school design because it is Toho's, yep. and Shin had still kind of some of that look as well too. But you know, it, it, they they digitized it again, and because and, that was also my concern too. Like, yes. I yep. get legendaries doing the thing with the digitized, and we're all doing the CG. Part of the thing about the old movies was that you enjoyed that. You, you know, they're on small sets, and there's two dudes duking it out right? and, I, and i mentioned to you before the show i was like i feel like that's why he's kind of like i mean look 15 million dollars d- doesn't give me a lot to a wiggle room to like make stuff you know and obviously there's got to be cuts that got to be made in terms of special effects but you can still do it very smartly mm-hmm. to where like it looks great but there are cuts being made and you know I, I remember watching when i looked at Godzilla, i was like okay first of all he's his eyes are fucking frightening like, he is yeah. scaring me but he also kind of had like this very static way about him when he'd move around like not all, I don't want to say emotion, but he wasn't. He wasn't like you know, in, the, in the new ones where he's like constantly looking around. I mean, this guy was. It was like a very static, moving figure, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I wonder if they're kind of paying homage to the rubber suits because I mean, you didn't have a whole lot of functioning ability right, in the rubber suits. Right, no right. eyes that blink. He just stared forward with those dead eyes and just like Argh. you kind of got a little bit of that here, but they also kind of added just enough to where it's like okay, it doesn't look super static or super stale. He's got some movement to him, a little bit more in this snap, but like his eyes, dude. When he is in the water chasing the minesweeper, I was just like, "That is fucking terrifying." Yeah, they they managed. I told you it was like looking at the like Jaws eyes. Yes, it was like, that like that that almost like I just want to eat you. I'm not like, thinking about like, yeah, like yeah. the 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 right kind of dead eyes. Like just like these are these are scary and terrifying. And um, I'll, I'll say that you know again, all the characters were great. The things like I said, you said a lot of words that I totally agree with, but um. <laughs> What really got me, and I was waiting for it. Hit me. As soon as I heard it, <laughs> I was waiting for it. And he, and he, and he hits. He hits town. Yep. And you get the visuals that you, bah, you get. The, bah, you get the old school trope of the train as well too. And I was yes, here. The train. I was yep, like, oh, yep, that's yep. awesome. You, you start hearing his his actual uh, theme song hit, and I'm like, mother fuck, that's all I needed. Yeah. That's all I needed was to hear his theme. The song soundtrack, hit. you guys, it's available everywhere. Just fucking download. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah there, was... And the, the 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 track that they use for the Minesweeper chase is actually fucking wild. There's some. There's obviously some instrumental stuff in there, but it's basically set against um like like a uh, an alarm like a, like a fire like a tornado siren oh it's fucking terrifying yeah dude it's like this constant like it sounds like a fucking like like tornado alarm but it's got music mixed in around it and like the way they shot that fuck mine the minesweeper scene was like pure cinematic bliss yeah i was like this director knew exactly what he was doing he knew exactly what he was paying homage to he knew exactly how to shoot it and how to set the music to it it was terrifying and so fucking well done. Yeah, it was it was fucking amazing. So uh, if you haven't seen this, if you're not a Godzilla fan. Quick reminder. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. If you're not a Godzilla fan, it has been extended. You can't yes. see it. That's wild to even think that, that they've extended it to the 14th, 14th. It's made a fuck ton of money for a movie like this that normally doesn't. 
Um, it, it, people are, you know, even people that don't like movies or watch a lot of movies outside of certain movies or watch Godzilla movies, people, those people are saying yeah. this is their favorite movie it's this great. year. That's great. This is probably also my favorite movie. I'm trying to think what else came out. I got that. That's a we go into such a you know rabbit hole with that, but it is most certainly one of my favorite movies this year. This is definitely one of the best Godzilla movies that's come out in a long fucking time. Is it the greatest Godzilla movie of all time? I, I, I can't debate anybody on that either because i mean it's really fucking good like it's, <laughs> it's good it's, it's really fucking good i can't wait for this to i if i had more, if i had more time uh over the next few weeks unless i'm watching lord of the rings i may try to see it a second time um dude if you go let me know i will and and but if not you're damn right i'll be buying this day one. Oh, dude and i mean I, I mean and that's the thing like you know usually for these types of films they usually try to get these out they expect to have it out pretty quick after digital release because they don't expect it to take mm-hmm. off over here you know they don't expect a huge audience a huge draw they're like okay this thing will be out there for a week mm-hmm. and you know we'll, we'll get it on a digital asap but now that this is getting an extended to its theatrical run which again is fucking bonkers it's bonkers for a movie from like like this to get extended when it's not tied to warner brothers or legendary and it's it's subtitled and all that stuff i mean that's that's incredible so congrats to toho uh, congrats, to, congrats to everybody involved. This is truly yeah. just a, a, a great movie. So, so Jeff just got out. He says he would argue yes with me. Movie of the year and best Godzilla movie ever. I mean, that's it's it's. Hey, I would never. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, forget about Barbie. I actually have not watched Barbie I, yet. It's funny. I was talking about. I need to still see that. I have not. Too. I bought Oppenheimer and I'm gonna buy. Oh, that. Um, did you see that? Yeah. Did you see your movies out? Is it out the the Mar- the Scorsese one? Is it out the yeah. full cutout yeah, now? Yeah. Oh no 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 no! Wait I, wait. Well, I think that's dropping on Apple. This is just the digital release everywhere else. The Apple version is supposed yeah, to be the extended that's cut. The one I need to see yeah, clearly. Dope, but did you see that this is now uh, uh, whatever the spread is for Oppenheimer? This overtook Oppenheimer for uh, money making spread. Whatever it was. Oh, oh over the co- over how many theaters it was in per it's, theater. I can't remember what it was. I saw right before it did the show, something where it was. Something, I seen something, something about it that. beat Oppenheimer today on something, but I didn't see the context because I was super busy at work and I forgot about it. So oh, man. it did it did it did something. I don't know if anybody's caught that, but um, it overtook Oppenheimer something for a movie. Oh, a uh, highest rated movie of the year. That's what it overtook. I think I'm both. I think I'm. I think I'm both categories. And it's wild, man, because you know, like like normal. Whenever you sometimes we go to Rotten Tomatoes, you see, okay, this movie scored high with critics, but it's Mm kind of like somewhere else with fucking audiences. This shit is like at 97, 96. Like it is tied together. I mean, like I said, man, if you go into this expecting a legendary Godzilla movie, you're probably going to come away somewhat disappointed. Fine, I love them too. Which is fine, exactly. But if you can appreciate the fact that they somehow. Will bring you close to tears in a Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, for fuck's sake, dude, you got to give him credit. Got to give him credit. But no, make sure you check this out. The theatrical run has been extended through the 14th. Yep. Who knows? Word of mouth picks up. This movie starts making more money yeah. in second week. They're like, ah, oh, fuck it. Just keep yeah. it in for the rest there of the month. There you go, Bake Thunder. You got to go tomorrow. See? I'd rather they just put it out on digital so I have to pay $10 every week to go see it. Okay? Let's just. Get it on a digital. But if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Check it out. Let us know in the comments what you think. If you're watching on YouTube, let us know what you thought of Godzilla Minus One. Where do you rank it with all the Godzilla movies? And is it your first Toho? It's my first Toho movie, and I was like, fuck, dude. I got to go back and watch all of them. Well, maybe as an adult. As an adult, once I can remember. I mean, as a kid, you're just like, oh, cool. There's a guy in a rubber suit killing everything. I'm jerking off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's personal and none of your business. 
All right, Tone. I mentioned it before the, uh, when we started the show. We don't have the typical three or four trailers. No. We have a six-pack of fucking trailers, bro. Oh, fuck yeah. A six-pack of trailers. Oh, shit. Let's, let's drink them. Let's fucking guzzle this shit down. I got a doctor appointment. I can't. He's so tired. He's got to go to a doctor's tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be hungover because I'm going to hop on and play Call of Duty and the new season's out. All right, Tone. So yeah. we're going to stay on the Godzilla train. Okay. We are staying on the Godzilla train. We got a new trailer Choo-choo. for Godzilla and Kong, the new empire. Let's check it out. For most of human civilization, We believed that life could only exist on the surface of our planet. What else were we wrong about? Secrets than we could possibly imagine. Miracles I guess. Still now and then. What is that? That's not Kong. Who could have done this? Stop this on his own. He won't be alone. Fucking Diddy Kong, dude. <laughs> Diddy. Diddy Kong. Diddy, Diddy Kong. Kong. What up? Uh, I don't know, Tony. I mean, what do you think, man? Is this the natural evolution of where we uh, left off from uh, Kong versus Godzilla? I mean, what's going on with the pink uh, Godzilla? I guess. I don't know. I, I'm thinking it's got to do, because you see the hollow earth holes have like yes. that blue and pink. Which we you saw. See blue and pink, which you did see. Yeah, so. Saw it in Monarch. Which you did see in Monarch as well, too. I don't know if he's getting charged up with a like, different color of radiation. It's been interesting. 
because people have taken different types of radioactive, like radiation. Well, it's the same thing, right? Right. Um, and, and pink is one of the colors on there. It's also an homage to one of my favorite uh, um, versions of Godzilla from uh, Godzilla 2000, the Millennium Era. He had pink then as well, too. Oh, really? On his tips, which uh, a lot of people um, that are freaking out about the color can tell that they don't know Godzilla shit, but... Um, <laughs> ironically but uh yeah so so i don't know if that's like a, a, a i don't know what it's doing like after the last battle like i got a lot of questions after the last battle because problem that i had in kong versus godzilla is that there was a lot of little things that didn't get answered during the movie nor after sure or connected to king of the monsters and i feel like now that we don't have millie around now that we don't have some of those people yeah, where the cars guards on in this like where the, so what, what the fuck exactly is going on are these guys still connected with monarch like hopefully we get some of those answered i know it's mostly about these guys fighting but it's it's like, you know, I'm I'm just kind. Of, I hope they explain exactly kind of what's going on. Like after that battle, was he tuckered out and needing a nap for a little while? Like, wh- what is he in? I mean, that looks like the fucking fortress of solitude. Yeah, yeah and I mean, if you look out? here, I mean, because there's a lot of discussions going on around about the color. Yeah, of yeah, the Rocky and Kree. I've seen that one. That's pretty funny. <laughs> like the color of Godzilla, and I mean, like you know, is this a different one? I mean, obviously they're the same because I mean, look, I mean, I'm taking it as the same because there's blue here and then there's mm-hmm. pink down here, so there's some kind of like right. You evolution know, so or something happening with Godzilla. Godzilla uh, looks like he'd been fucking eating some a low carb diet. Yeah, His man, looks more like, nimble. Yeah, like he playing basketball for the he's fucking not thick Celtics boy anymore. Yeah, something weird about it. So there is theories out there that it's not the same Godzilla. I, I don't know if they would really go that route. That would probably piss a lot of people off. I mean, hmm. who knows? But I mean, you know, whatever. Like it looked cool from the fucking trailer. Like I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. Best tag teams. I don't know. The Rock and Sock connection was pretty fucking dope, man. Now you got to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, big fan of that. But, um, you know, I don't know. I'm again, in, in looking at the trailer, this this has the worry that I had with Kong versus Godzilla after watching it is that it just felt like we left a lot of that serious undertone story sure. building with the family, Millie's family. I can't remember yes. her name because who cares? Because it didn't make, you know, King of the Monsters, I was invested into what was going on because mom and dad were split and they mm-hmm. went in two different sides. The the following one, it was just kind of goofy. Like, I have a hard time when children are leading the, the charge against things as as the leader against big stuff and making huge decisions. And sure. I don't buy into it unless you're Bobby Fischer playing chess with a fucking death robot. So... Um, I, 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 I do know. I do I feel like personally you know watching all the legendary movies I do feel like um, from Godzilla to what came after that was the King of the Monsters mm-hmm. or no Skull Island was this what came first what was Skull Island and then King of the Monsters so yeah Skull Island was the second as a prequel I feel like Godzilla was like the one that I was like okay I was like cool man we're gonna explore the serious side of things we know a monarch exists. And, you know, we're, we're going to build up to something that's going to be pretty deep and thought-provoking. And then Kong Skull Island came out, and it was more, I don't want to say it had more levity to it, but it, it was a little bit more, there were some great characters that had some great moments, and it was it was a good movie. Like I thought it was a really good film. I was like, oh, okay, cool, I like what they're doing here. But then when we got to King of the Monsters, I was like, man, I feel like we're we're kind of losing focus a little bit with the, with the monarch side of things. We're losing a little bit of focus with the human side of things, which I get is the point. It's, it's fucking well, monsters. Well, people were mad in 2014 because they said that, you know, everybody's like, we didn't get enough Godzilla. No, so, no, and I get that, and I, mean? I get they they're, to... they're catering to that crowd, but, I mean, that's, like I said, that's the lowest, that's low-hanging fruit. I, I want I wanted the serious tones and the th- stuff that they were exploring yeah. in Godzilla and even Kong Skull Island. But then we get to King of the Monsters, and it kind of goes over the top. But I love it. We get we get all the other monsters. Yeah. We get the big three. But then, you know, we kind of just continue this. It's more 
CGI driven stuff than I, it is story exactly, driven stuff. Exactly. And like, you know, again, from King of the Monsters, we don't still have stuff rectified. Like John C. Riley was amazing. Where's all the fucking Titans after they bowed the fucking knee to the king? We don't see anything. There was this extra Muto there. There was fucking uh the they call him the Behemoth, codenamed Behemoth. Yeah. The one looks like a big fucking tusked out fucking woolly mammoth. Yes. Like yes. where's he? Where's the fucking spider dude or the fucking crab guy? Like where are they all fucking at? And then because you, you get to Kong versus Godzilla, it's like, oh, just Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, like, we where's, everyone else? Rodan, like where's everyone else at? They're just yeah. like, oh, we're going to sit this well, one we out. we put Rodan back in the fucking uh, volcano. He was easy to do. He Rodan, Rodan had tired. other obligations. He had other films he was working on. Right, the that's conflict, actually, the schedule know, conflict. Er, it happens I mean, all the time. I mean, he did have his own set of films in there. It's you know, a six, thing so in Hollywood. You Sometimes yeah. you just, I can't but be in the film. Definitely. I love King of the Monsters because I love the soundtrack. I love... I, I love to see the characters, love the fighting, but I do agree that the human element, even though I feel like they tried to do something unique, splitting the family, doing all this stuff, you still have Millie Bobby Brown doing like, I'm just like the adults. <laughs> no, you're not. You're a fucking kid. Go play Nintendo and leave me alone. Do something about it. But, um, I, you know, we'll see. I'm still open to this. I, I mean, I'm, I'll see. I'm, exci- I'm excited for it. I will say I'm excited for it. Right. right. But I'm not going to lie, man. After seeing Godzilla, Godzilla minus one, it's just like, man, I, I feel like <laughs> this is more the type of movie I want to see. But it's, like I said, when you start introducing several yeah. monsters, it's very difficult to take the focus off because that's what people want to see. Well, they, and I get that. They, they apparently have because now some people are like, well, is this more about Kong or Godzilla these days? But I... <laughs> But I mean, yeah. people make the point that Kong is more relatable because he's got human-like features and different things. Even though Godzilla smiled at him basically in the last movie, you know what I mean? Like they really. I and, hope and, they like, fist bump in I, this one. I can't. Well, I you know somebody out. Brittany said they, she was bummed they didn't kiss. So that's not the first time I've seen that comment. Sadly, maybe either. they do it in private. And see, and look, everybody, <laughs> see, watch, everybody on the, the kaiju loving. Everybody got jokes. Jeff said, "What's up with the robo arm?" Um. <laughs> That's a great question. I'm pretty sure he took it off Thanos's ass. So, that's what, so it, it, yeah, you know, like they they are kind of getting into that transformer territory. But I will say that in even that, even if we're digressing on story and getting more, CG, they're, they're trying to like build up all this crazy. Because you look at Monarch, Monarch's doing one thing, yeah, and now this is doing this, and it started with Kong versus Godzilla. It's like we we inevitably once we did Skull Island, well, they got to they got to fucking fight or be best friends. <laughs> Well, I guess they're best friends now, and that's fine too. But like the Avengers charge at the end, it was kind of hokey. I was like, okay, I yeah, get, I get so, what we're doing. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a little bit for everybody. I, I, I'm not, I'm not at all hating on it because it's, 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 it's. <laughs> if tough. they kissed, I'd forgive everything and praise the fuck out of the movie. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it was the robot arm was Bumblebee. Yeah, maybe. No, I mean, I, like I said, I don't have an issue with the legendary movies. I, I, I have enjoyed them and, and had a good time watching it unfold, mm-hmm. and I think they're doing a really good job. Hey, Panda, have a good night. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, I think they've done a really good job at, at, in you know building the universe and building the monsterverse and, and, and creating a story. I do th- feel like Monarch so far has been a nice bridge for that, has been a nice like escape from the bombastic battles and kind of give you more of the monarch. The monarch Keep stuff has always been somewhere to me because the monarch, I do when it comes to spy agencies and, and shit like that, I want to know about that. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. I want to see shit get blowed up real good, but I want to see some more monarch stuff. But overall, I mean, like I said, I'll be there day one to see this. We'll go see it. I'm hyped about it. It'll, I'm sure it'll be a blast. Yeah. But there's things like monarch and there's things like God zero, uh, Godzilla minus zero or minus one. It's just like, 
I, I know. I love the story driven stuff. Yeah. I've seen you can make story driven stuff work. They here. start legendary started out that route, and I don't know what or they who deviated got involved. from it. But yeah, because like you said, they're I mean, catering to an audience that wants to see. Oh, I want to see them fight. Well, yeah, because then after KOTM, after they complained about fourteen, they said, "Oh, it was too much fighting." And then Godzilla vs. Kong come out, and that's all it is fucking is. It's a sock fest. You know, the battle on the aircraft carrier was fucking dope. It is fucking it dope. dope. I watched, like, listen, I, I, like I said earlier, I watched it for the first time in a while, and I didn't hate it as much as I did the first couple times I saw it, so it's grown on me. I'm just, at this point with these, I'm just glad that they're exposing everybody to it. I talked to a friend of mine that I've known for 15 years. He asked me if his kid, he, his kid really wants to go see Minus One. Oh, really? He, he's six years old, and I said, don't take him to it. He's, he's a little too young yet. He's like, I want to take, take the boys, but I'm like, they're never going to keep up with it. Right. Well, yeah, for sure. And I think Ethan would still just love it just because of the spectacle. He probably would. Anderson would be asleep. But he's He'd a be better like, age leave? for that. But, yeah. like, but, but, that, but that to me, to like hear that, yeah. to hear that like kids nowadays. And it's this, awesome. To, yeah. So, so you know, there, there's still value in that, too. I, I, I got to be realistic about it. Uh, you're, you're right. The fights are what you're there for for the legendary film. I mean, you really are. All right, Tony. Now, look, this next trailer. I've been waiting to see more about this because Mad Max Fury Road mm. is, in my opinion, one of the best it's action movies spectacle. in the last 20 years. Mm. It's a fucking incredible film directed by George, I mean, masterful effort by George Miller. Practical effort. And uh, seriously, man, anytime Charlize Theron just is whooping ass mm-hmm. with grease on her fucking head, she's going to carry the film. And I loved Mad Max Fury Road. I've been waiting for the Furiosa trailer. I've been waiting to see something about this movie. And we finally fucking got it. So much I forgot about it. I do. I, I was forgetting. I forgot about it for a while because I feel like this has been in production for a long time. Yeah. It got hit with COVID, slowed yeah. things down. So this thing's obviously been sitting for a while, but we finally got our trailer. Let's check out the trailer for Furiosa. Whatever you have to do. However long it takes. Promise me you'll find your way home. Furiosa. Give me this promise. Of angels. 
question is... Do you have it in you to make it epic? Fuck yes in every fucking way possible. Mad Max Free Road, when you see that, when I saw that the first time in the theater, I literally thought my fucking eardrums were blowing up because of the that entire drive scene, man. Oh, dude, like like I said, man, Mad Max uh, Fury Road was on those movies where I went to the theater, and it was literally gorp face from, like, start to finish, because you're just like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. This is incredible. I mean, dude, this looks fucking dope. I love Anya Taylor-Joy, I think she is one of the most talented actresses like in Hollywood. Oh like, goddamn, yeah. Fucking She's the future. awesome. She can do dude, she just has this way of like like conveying silent rage. Mm-hmm. And which is very much what, what Charlize Theron's yeah. furious yeah, was. Yeah, you're right. She can just present this several like she's calm but she you can tell she's fucking furious. And she's then he Furiosa. got Furiosa. Furiosa. Uh, we saw Emoton Joe is back in this, even though the actor that portrayed him, who Did also portrayed away, right? to, uh, uh, Tone, or was it, um, what was his name? He was in the first Mad Max. He's actually the bad guy in the first Mad yeah, Max. Yeah, to- yeah. Toenail or toe something like that. Uh, but yeah, he is Emoton Joe in, the, in Fear Road, but he did pass away. So it'll be somebody else playing Emoton Joe this time, which is unfortunate, but an amazing character. Emoton Joe was fucking just weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you got Chris Hemsworth. You got a really stellar cast. Uh, I love the vibe of this trailer. It kind of leans in kind of that 70s presentation, a little bit kind of like the original. It's just very kind of like like George Miller just has this very distinct vision when it comes to his Mad Max movies, and this is going to be fucking bonkers. You know we're going to get a lot of practical effects. We're going to get a lot of like just high-tension stunts. But he also finds a way. He always like like I always like the thing about George Miller movies is that when he does these movies, it's practical first, and then little CGI to enhance. He doesn't rely on the CGI. It's just used there to enhance sure. the practical action. This looks fucking dope. So I don't I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. And I was I've never I feel like I've had this conversation about the last one too. Are these is this like a, a like a reboot of some sort or a remake? Because how does it tie into the Mel Gibson versions of these? With like, I don't even th- the last one as well too. Mad I don't. Ma- I is don't. He playing Max? I don't. Yeah. You know, who, uh, well, yeah. He is Max Rotansky. Like 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 um. Who was it? Uh, his name. Tom. Tom. Uh. Har- or Tom Hardy. Hardy. Was he technically that? He is Max. He is Max. Okay. He is Max Rotansky because it's his daughter at the beginning. He gets killed, and it's very similar to okay. what Mel Gibson. I thought so. So it's supposed um, to be that character. It's a reboot. It's not related to, it's not okay. a continuation of that story. It's completely separate. But um, they bring some of the old characters in. To... I mean, just Max is the, basically the, the character that they brought back. Or thought of the one bad guy. No, Emoton Joe is a is a new villain, but it's played by the same actor. Ah, that's what it was. That okay. was the new, that's that what that you were throwing me off. I'm like, am I? Okay. Yeah, no, no. He's the, he's the okay. same actor, uh, re- but different character. So it's not even a remake at that point. I mean, kind of, it seems like, but it's just a, more... a reboot. You know, restart the franchise, get the, something going. But shit, the reboot, remake bullshit. Yeah, hey, man, you know what? No, no, if, no. I mean, like, it's it, sometimes it's fucking. Oh, yeah. Sometimes trying it's trying to disaster, track it, trying, like, yeah, trying to figure out what yeah, it is. Yeah, man. I mean, sometimes you don't need to go back and bring back Mel Gibson. I mean, I, mean, I I read an article that uh, Mad Max Fury Road is technically a reboot. Howard Judge Miller, the writer director of the film, refuses to call it See? a revisiting. It's kind of a sequel to the previous Mad Max films, but think of it like a new James Bond film after the actor has just changed <laughs> over. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I some connections, I guess, here and there. Tom Hardy is Dog Boy from Mad Max 2. 
Uh, Hoven, but with Furiosa taking place 45 years after the fall, Max couldn't have been uh, couldn't have been a cop. Interesting, interesting point. Somebody knows their their fucking. Jeff is well versed in Mad Max uh, uh, lore, and I can appreciate that. And, and I like that perspective. Well, he also did cosplay as Furiosa that first year that that movie came out. And <laughs> he, I seen the pic. I, hey man, very nice, <laughs> very nice, very nice. Uh, but no, like, dude, I'm just I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I am ready for this. Like I said, Mad Max Fury Road was one of the best action movies in the last 20 30 years mm. it's just yeah. from start to finish one of the most fucking exhilarating thrill rides at the theaters mm-hmm. and i am fucking back george miller is directing again even though i think he's like 90 years old uh you got fury you got anya taylor joy you got chris hemsworth you can have a fucking cast of just maniacs you know i'm i'm in dude i'm in i've been waiting for this and I'm hard <laughs> i forgot and didn't conan o'brien do a bit where he went to a award ceremony uh like the one of the fucking guys like doing the guitar hanging up or something oh like that? one of those guys called the boys uh fuck god there's something boys he did a bit i think with that though too like going to an cat like an award ceremony or did something with that yeah, i remember fucking guitar he was playing because like, he's a guitar player and yeah. he was doing the i don't know that's random fact that it's just i'm so fucking high. and it's yeah. weird man because tom hardy has signed up for like three more mad max movies so when the fuck is his movie coming out god damn yeah, he signed up for like three more movies so it's like i know george miller to take you know to do a movie like this why take, they decided to, to go with like a this month. first like a prequel like this i mean i kind i i i actually am on board because i again no, I, thought, I am too i'm just curious it's weird like, it's, it's weird, it's, weird. About, it's i mean especially like i would expect like Mad Max to be the movies that George Miller does, and then any spinoffs be like somebody else that was involved in the franchise and have them direct the spinoff. Because it's kind of like, it's called Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. So it's kind of like a spinoff story to build up one of the characters. You would think George Miller would be like, okay, I'll have my uh, uh, visual director guy or somebody else, principal photography, uh, or somebody like that do that movie. I'm going to work on Mad Max because I have to fucking do three of them. He's George Miller's old. Like, I don't know how many more of these he can do. But all I know is on May 24th, I'm going to see fucking Furiosa. Yeah. Because Furiosa is fucking badass. Hype for that. I thought it was a fucking awesome trailer. All right, Tone. Time to move down to the the small screen. We just got done watching Gen V. And we're like, dude, when the fuck are we getting something for the boys? Yeah, they came out of nowhere with this, too. We're going to be getting something for the boys at some point. We got a lot of buildup. We got Billy. We had Homelander show up. Like, what the fuck, man? Something's got to be coming up. Tone, we got a fucking trailer for season four of The Boys. Let's check it out. Rome. Greece. All democracies fail. Because people are fucking stupid. But if you crush the masses, who builds your monuments? Who tongues your taint? Uh, the people will tear it apart themselves. You just gotta nudge them a little. Then you get to swoop in, be the one saving it. Like Caesar. Like Caesar. Don't worry. Don't worry. If there's hell below. Oh, hell. Do 
watch their balls crushed. Your team. What's your code name again? The boys. Oof. Who came up with that shit? Yeah, you know we're already ready. Anytime I see Homelander just continuing down his path of just turning into a fucking maniac, I mean, the ultimate maniac, I'm just like, where's this season gone, dude? Yeah, who, who fucking knows? Well, how is this season going to fucking end Yeah, when he's just clearly on the brink? Uh, dude. I have no idea. Hype. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do a really good job at like kind of keeping things under wraps, just kind of giving you a little bit of a teaser, which is the point of a teaser. Uh, but 2024, don't have a window just yet other than 2024. Be dropping on Prime per usual. Thoughts on the trailer, dude? <laughs> what? Oh. Stroking old Homelander uh, Yeah, the trailer. Um, no, I mean, come on, right? Like, we doesn't, couldn't It see. doesn't matter. It, it, it could have been the worst trailer. I'd be like, cool. When? Yeah, yeah, give me when? more boys. Like, I have no idea where this is going at this point, but I'm ready for it, so. Uh, really, really good trailer. I, I do like how they still just think if you waited to watch the first three seasons like six months ago. I know, man. But hey, at least I was able to get oh, through Oh, yeah, every- you piece of shit. I didn't have to wait like all you fucking losers for the next season to come out. I just watched them all. You're once. still a fucking cunt. I did. I am a fucking cunt. Uh, no, dude, I thought this was just a great trailer, but I always enjoy uh, how they are able to tap into social commentary. Yeah. They just build around what's going on. They're like, hey, man, let's get to it. Fucking dope-ass trailer. Billy Butcher. I mean, what's Billy Butcher got? Like, six months? Is that what he was at? Like, he's only got a certain amount of time left to Maybe. live. I don't know what it was, man, but it's dire straits. Things are getting dangerous. Things are getting bad. Uh, It's, uh, it's getting, hey, man, you can call me what you want. I didn't, I didn't have to wait. You guys had to wait. Yeah, we had to wait. Yeah, we I didn't have to wait for the first three it. seasons, so you guys are the suckers. Uh, dope trailer, though, man. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Can't wait for it. But Tone, that's not the... We got a couple other shows, man. It's, dude, like I said, man, this week of trailers was fucking bonkers. Yeah. Now, this next trailer is a show that's also coming to Prime as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's one that we heard about a couple months ago. And we were kind of curious, like, how are they going to handle Fallout in a TV show? Well, the first few uh, photos we got prior to the trailer, we were like, okay. Uh, yeah, dude, when we okay. saw the uh, the soldiers, what are they... Um, guy. I can't remember what the hell they are, uh, but you'll see them in the trailer. When we saw, when we talked about this, you're like, you know, is it going to lead into a more goofy, kind of like silly, kind of like uh, Twisted Metal? Are they going to kind of lean into the silliness of it, or are they going to take it gritty? What are they going to do with Fallout? Because you can go multiple ways with it. You really could. Let's check out the trailer for Fallout right now. I know that I've lived a relatively comfortable life. Stop! Lucy! You need to go home. Vault dwellers are an endangered species. I do not think you would be willing to do what it takes to survive up here. If you insist on staying, 
and you will have to adapt. New sun will suddenly break through. But I don't want to see tomorrow unless I see it with you. I grabbed a moldy one. <clears throat> All right, so based on that trailer, it looks like they're going to go the route of being gritty but have a, a, a fair bit of levity in yes, there um, in, in kind yeah. of like a dark humor way. Yeah, Instead which, of being goofy-ass yeah. like humor, we're going to go with a little bit of dark humor, and I think that is a perfect choice. I think that's I a do. really good way I of do. going about it because you can still be violent. Mm -hmm. You can still be you know, very... Kind of like just a lawlessness at a time. You know, I mean, it's out of control. You got eccentric characters ever. Chris Pardell, <laughs> awesome to see in there. Like uh, Cuddle's yeah, Dead, yeah, Walton yeah. Goggins is in this. I mean, you've got a very talented cast here. Uh, and I feel like they're, I, I, I like what they're trying to do here. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be violent and have some dark humor littered throughout. I'm ready to I'm ready to go through this world. Yeah. I uh you know, I'm very vocal about not liking this game series whatsoever, but at the same token also very vocal about really loving the apocalypse and the world that they've built with it. I just don't like playing it. So for me, I'm really excited to kind of be in this world and being able to be in it as a viewer because it this looks awesome. You don't like, have to rely I'm on stupid. the bat system. I don't have show. to worry about that <laughs> shit at all. I'm very excited for this. I think this could potentially be a fucking home run hit. And uh, uh, you know, honestly, it's it's hard to get sometimes these these video game adaptations to stick. But uh, maybe we may have another one on our hands here. So it, it's go. wild, Tony. I mean, we think about what we've seen. Uh, this will be an episode, a three-episode show for me. Hey, I mean, that's it's whatever, dude. I'll be in it from, from start to finish. Uh, it's going to be eight episodes. Um, look, look, the, I, I understand people's thoughts on the games, and especially somebody who's an RPG fan, you know, familiar with the old stuff. Fallout 3 was fucking amazing, in my opinion. I thought Fallout 3 was awesome. I loved uh, the voice. Get Liam Neeson's in it. I mean, he's the dad. I mean, and it was a really, really good story, and I loved exploring that world. Uh, so I, I am a Fallout fan. I really enjoy what they do with those games. Um, but the way that this this show is presented, I think they do a really good job of capturing the essence of the game. You're going to have, like I said, very eccentric characters. And the CGI was good. Where was that? CGI looked pretty decent, dude. It looked pretty good. You so, know, it's, it's, it's kind of got that gritty look to it. It's not. But, like, 
like I was going to say before, dude, like, look at where we're at, you know, compared to 20 years ago when somebody tried to make Super Mario Brothers. You know, somebody tried to make Super Mario Brothers with John Leguizamo and uh, old boy from Robert, Ro- Roger Rabbit. Um, it's just like, and then you come to 2023, 2022, you've had The Last of Us. I know we're all very indifferent on Halo, uh, but The Last of Us, you look at Twisted Metal. Game shows that have been able to capture the essence of the source material and still be respectful about it and still deliver a good story and be be respectful. And so I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming Fallout, it's not going to follow like three or New Vegas or four. That's the brilliance of it with all the vaults. You don't have to. You don't have to. That's what's brilliant. You can come out and you can build off anywhere. Exactly. And that's that's one thing I've always also said. Gives you a little more creative freedom. Absolutely. Uh, you can set different time periods where they release, you know, late, early, wherever, you know, whatever. So, I mean, let's see. I mean, uh, uh, Jeff, I mean, you and I will be indifferent. I mean, look, man, I love Super Mario Brothers, the games. Uh, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is shit. There, trash is, movie. there is an interesting deep dive behind that movie there's some there's some interesting things about that movie mm. and and the the and i don't want i don't know if it was a social commentary piece but sure. where they're trying to come from from a dist- it, just, it doesn't fit as a mario brothers movie made necessarily but there's some interesting things that I, uh, earlier this year that when i when i was reading people's takes on them and what they were saying that that, that movie was representing and i don't want to get down this rabbit hole right now but um that i was like wait there's I think these are people making it. things up long like, after the fact to try to fucking sell no, 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 a fucking no, no, shit no, no. movie. It's, it's 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 no, it's it's different than that. It's like people sitting down and saying, "Let's really stop and like pull this apart and look at it." I, you got you got to look it up. It's 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 if wild shit. If that's the shit. case, it's then, the, then the creators of the it's show have shit. failed it's, miserably because just, you're supposed to make a Mario Brothers movie, right, not yes, a fucking yes. deep dive no, social commentary movie that nobody understands for thirty years. It's 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 wild, but I'm telling you, you got to be open mind on that one because it's I didn't believe it. Until I fucking but then again, Bob Hoskins was a pretty good actor, and why would he pick that movie unless he knew something else was going on there? I don't. Who knows, man? I'm telling you, it's the weirdest shit I read though. This what year. was his name in Roger Ebert. Was Eddie Valiant? Yeah, he's fucking awesome as Eddie. I liked him because he was a drunk. All right, Tone. So we're not done talking about video game TV shows. Okay, so we saw Fallout, and I'm not talking about The Last of Us Part Two. I'm not talking about a SOCOM game show that's never coming, just like the game. But let's check out the trailer for Season 2 of Paramount Plus's Halo. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. Their numbers are overwhelming. Any Marine who makes this stand with us will not survive the day. For every moment that we hold the enemy at bay, more innocent people can escape it. When they do, they will go forth and tell the story that you write today. You will be remembered. 
Tone, four days before the Super Bowl, where hopefully the Detroit Lions will be representing the NFC, you and I are going to sit down and watch the first episode <laughs> of Halo Season 2 to see what Master Chief and company no, I'm not. are getting into. You got, I got receipts. Go back to the video last year. I said I wasn't watching season two. Don't make me watch it alone. You're going to watch it alone. I'm not watching this shit. I oh, meant that when I said that. Oh, man. You can review it singularly. Nothing about that trailer got you going. I, I, count, I counted twice that I saw the helmet on him in that trailer. Hey, man, I mean, why would you want to put a helmet on that face, dude? Yeah. Look at that face. Cool. That's the chief we all know. I got a hey, trick. I appreciate that, bro. I like how they don't give a fuck about the fans. Everyone bitched about a helmet. <laughs> we have three seconds right, with right, Master right, Chief right. with no, no gear good. on. I got I, I ain't watching this shit. If Master Chief doesn't keep fucking somebody this season, I'm going to be thoroughly right. disappointed because not only did he not wear a helmet, he didn't wear a helmet down there either. Probably didn't pull out. Who knows what he created? Right, right, right. Yeah. There cool. was no redeeming quality in that trailer. That got even remotely piqued your interest. The first one did that, tried to hook you with the trailer too, and didn't. It, and then you watched uh, it, and you were like, "Oh no, no!" I, I literally like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, <laughs> not gonna waste my time. I'm just trying. I'm trying. The only reason I put this here is to try to trigger you. Yeah, I'm not gonna waste my time on it. It's fine. I moved on from that. Tune in on February fifteenth, where Tony and I sit down to talk about the first episode of Halo Season Two. And uh, how it is able to redeem itself after its season one shortcomings. Nope. Can't wait for that discussion. I'll be watching We're literally not going to talk about it because I, I just, I don't care. All right, Tone. Now look, this next trailer. Hit 93 million views a couple days ago. 93 million yep. fucking views, dude. Yep. And it had to get released early. Why? Because some fucking rock star's kid <laughs> leaked the fucking trailer for Grand Theft Auto Six. Uh, dude, like if there's like if there's ever been a game, a, a franchise that just shakes up the industry at once every generation. I'm not even talking. Well, maybe twice. Depends if they bring out a Red Dead game. But usually it's once every generation they release again. But I think, yeah, was it PS3? Well, PS3 2013 was... 2013 was when GTA V first hit. GTA V came out and then was... And then... Was Red, Red Dead, Dead a PS4, Xbox Red One Dead game? Came, Red Dead 1 came out in 2010. And then... Oh, yeah, it was 2013 was GTA uh, five, And then uh, Red Dead 2 came out in what, PS4. 2000? Yes, that was PS4 19? era. Yeah. Do they, they do one game and then they do like 25 remasters and, and re-releases and what have you. Yeah. But, dude, GTA 6, we knew we were going to get a trailer. Some Rockstar employee's kid decided to fucking leak it. Uh, probably getting beaten within an inch of his life by his dad right now because his dad probably got fucking fired. Fucking but um, sock hurts. a lot of uh, anticipation for this trailer, dude. It was supposed to drop uh, Tuesday. Yesterday. Yeah. Was it yesterday? What day is it? Uh, it's Wednesday. It was supposed right. to drop yesterday. Let's check out the trailer for GTA 6. Lucia, do you know why you're here? Bad luck, I guess.
Look who's back. The only way we're gonna get through this is by sticking together, being a team. Trust? Trust. All right, Tone. Uh, obviously, we're going with that Bonnie and Clyde vibe with Grand Theft Auto Florida. Six. Florida. Uh, I was wrong, dude. Like, I normally, um, Rockstar when they release a trailer, they're like pretty confident that game's coming out within a year. And I thought for sure, I was like, cool, fall twenty twenty four is when this is coming out. This is not coming out till twenty twenty five. So this is a ways out still, but obviously, clearly, there's a lot done mm-hmm. with this game. They've got been able to cut a pretty uh, expansive trail that shows a lot of what's going on in this game. A lot of things you can expect to see in this game. Uh, several uh, scenes in that trailer were inspired by real life events. <laughs> clearly, uh, I mean a lot. I don't know if you guys have seen some of the trailers out there uh, or some of the or videos. If you've been to Florida, you know, or if you've been to Florida <laughs> in mean, general, you kind of have an idea what's going on there. Uh, but no, it's um very very interesting. I thought it was a cool looking trailer. I love Vice City. Um, Vice City is probably my favorite GTA out of, out of all of them. Um, I was kind of so bummed when I saw they were going back to Vice City because had Ray Liotta not passed, maybe we could have got a nod. Yeah, to Tommy we could have. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. But no, uh, again, this looks like it's going to be uh, an incredibly robust. A live breathing world for you to explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're going to be playing as two characters. It'll probably be much like Grand Theft Auto Five, where you switch between Brilliant. the three main leads. I like the fact that they're doing that here. Bonnie and Clyde, you said. Bonnie and Clyde vibes for sure. Uh, in a in a fucking crazy ass, uh, uh, lawless fucking Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, look, look. There's not too much you can glean from this trailer. It's more of just kind of like a showcase as what this game is going to consist of. Uh, but I expect, you know, once we get closer to 2025, we'll hear more about GTA Online because, look, let's be honest, that's the reason GTA 5 was consistently in the top 10 on the ND, uh, NPA, or was it NP, uh, NPDs, for like 10 years after launch. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. A consistent top 10 seller because GTA Online... I don't even know how much money GTM. It's obviously billions. I mean, it, it, it's it's billions. It's why everybody wants live wanted live services. Oh. Like 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 kick it into high gear. Everybody started in 2010, but it was because of GTA Online that everybody was like, okay, yeah. we can make money off this. Um, I, listen, I have somewhere hidden in my collection hoarding of shit for many years <laughs> a postcard from Rockstar with Tony Vicetti on the beach uh. with a katana as the sun is setting. Because I was so into GTA 3. You know, there's those games in your gaming history that are like a benchmark that GTA you, 3 was just, a phenomenon. Like, just showed you yeah, what game and it was. A, yeah, it was a silent. You were silent. The protagonist that didn't matter. Freedom. But it was, it was that game changed my life in gaming. It was that next evolution with gaming. And I'll never forget playing the amount I did. And then I had signed up for their mailing list and became like a rock star member or whatever, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. And they sent me that postcard before Vice City came out. And I took like two or three days off work when Vice City dropped and just played that nonstop. I am so hyped to go back to Vice City. I loved 
Vice City. I love that area. It was fun to play in. I can't wait to do it again. I, you know, I know it's years later. Of course, we're gonna get the. That's what always made. That's what always made Vice City special to me in the game because it's set during the eighties. It, it was the it was retro fucking you, yep. retro vibe. You had you, you were had basically Scarface like setting. Yep, to it. Had, yep. Because you fuck, you're in his mansion basically. Yeah, basically. And all that yeah. Stuff. So yeah, I am. Listen, GTA. We don't talk about a lot around here except for complaining about the online or whatever. And I love, I do love hate Rockstar a lot more love than hate. They didn't do what they should have done with Red Dead Online. And I love the Red Dead stories. GTA 5 story playing through that, the way they able to take the, pull out three characteristics of every person that plays GTA and separate them Mm -hmm. and create storylines. Brilliant. These guys tell great stories. They make fun games. And I'm just telling you, like, this is when when a GTA drops like this, the industry stops for a minute. Like yes. the earth doesn't move for a moment. It gives it a couple seconds and then starts over again. Prime made it, Prime actually made a good point I'm in the excited. chat earlier today where he said, you know, like it's a good thing they said 2025 because that gives every other developer out there <laughs> right. a fucking idea. Hey, get your shit out now. Yeah, get it out now. Get it out in yeah. 2024 because there's not going to be any room yeah. for you in 2025. I like what Cuddles just said. He said, since Rockstar bought five of them in uh, Red, Red M, I'm wondering uh, what RP aspects they will bring. T- uh, Cuddles, I firmly believe that they will build the online portion to cater to RP fans because RP took off so much. It's part of the reason they're going. I mean, obviously, it's, right? they're going to keep a lot of the same stuff that made GTA Online uh, financially like beneficial to them. Very uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, lucrative. But they are also they also understand how appealing RP is and how it attracts people to the game through stuff like Twitch and whatnot. I think they will make sure that GTA Online, for when it drops on parts on GTA Six, it's going to be more accessible Catered. for RP and Catered. make it so it's a more appealing RP experience for those of you that like to do RP. I think it's going to definitely be built around that. Obviously, this trailer, we didn't see any GTA online because they don't have to fucking show it. GTA 5 is going to continue to make a ton of fucking money. And I, I'm sure sometime late 2024, maybe, I mean, depending on when they're planning on dropping this game in 2025, uh, at the very earliest, maybe towards They typically the, do spring. Yeah, it was, like. that was, that was, that was they're, they're usually a spring release. So probably those. next holiday, they'll do a deep dive into the online or, or at least do a reveal. And do a deep dive close to the launch, but I, I fully anticipate. I mean, GTA Online is where this game makes its fucking money. So they are going to put all of their effort into it. The story will be great. It'll be a fun world to explore. It'll be a lot of shit to do. But the online portion will be the main focus for them because uh, I mean, I don't know much about Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, uh, they, but I know it doesn't compare to fucking GTA they, Online they, in terms they, of its they money. Had so, they had so. I don't want to get down. I don't even want to start. So I fully anticipate GTA Online will be built uh, with RP in mind. I mean, we got the announced trailer at last year's Super Bowl. Hurry up. <laughs> hey, man. Like I said, I thought this game was sure, for sure. Once they said they were getting a trailer, I was like, cool, 2024 is when it's coming out. Because yep. typically Rockstar is not like these other developers. Like, hey, we're making a game. It'll be out in seven years. Right. Yeah. Usually Rockstar is like, look, we'll show you our shit when we're ready. And when we're ready, is you can expect it to drop pretty shortly after. So I was surprised to see 2025. But like Tone said, spring makes sense. Early 2025. And like March, April, something like mm-hmm. that. But no, man. Awesome trailer. Looks like it's going to be a fun world to explore. I'm sure it'll be a dope-ass uh, story. But like uh, Cuddles, I, I think they're holding back the GTA Online stuff because that's going to be the main focus. All right. 
Tone. Yeah. Moving on to our final topic. I know it's late, so we won't spend too much time on it, but tomorrow night, Jeff Keeley is back. The Game Awards. Is somebody going to charge the stage? We don't know yet. Jeff Keeley said he's got security in place, so somebody might get killed if they charge the stage. Oh, Who knows? But the Game Awards is tomorrow night. Uh, there are a ton of fucking categories. We're not going to go over all of them because it's 11-10. There's a couple we just thought were interesting. We thought it'd be cool little discussions because of some of the games we have played. So we'll talk about these briefly, and then we'll wrap things up. But tell them the Game Awards, I like watching them. Uh, I like for the not only the, the 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 awards themselves, but typically we get a lot of cool trailers yeah, for, for me, games coming out in 2020 yeah. the following yeah. year. Everything's subjective, of course, but you know it, it's usually the world announcements and stuff like that that I get excited about for sure. So that that hopefully we'll see some stuff. I'm I'll say it as I do every time. Hopefully we get a new announcement from Hideo Kojima. Oh, it would be Death Stranding too. Uh, anything would be fine. I think we'll probably. I mean, shit. Be him prodding a pencil into a when fucking did, when eraser. When did they announce Death Stranding too? Was that two? Two years, years ago, ago, and then last year he was talking about doing something with Microsoft. I oh, think. his uh, live service game. We like haven't heard uh, anything since. Yeah, some weird shit. But I mean, if it's weird with Kojima, yeah. I want to fucking see what he's got going on. But Tony, like I said, we have several categories that they're going to be covering tomorrow night. You can watch the show live on Twitch. I'll be tuning in. Like I said, man, I just want to see in. what kind of reveals we get. But uh, there are a couple categories that I pulled aside just because, like, hey, man, let's talk about them for a little bit because there's some good games listed in there and maybe some good discussions. Uh, he is trying to get The Walking just right in the new one. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, because you had to balance the fucking. <laughs> yeah. I need to sleep. Hey, Crash, good luck on finals. Knock it out of the park, man. Do great. I know you will. You're a smart dude. I love you too, man. Have a good night. Tone, good we're going to look at the first uh, category here. Best action game. Well, surprise the Armored Core on there, I'll be honest. You know what? I can tell you about this list, Tone. I bought Armored Core. Haven't played it yet. Yeah. I beat Dead Island 2. Really enjoyed it. I love my controllers, so I won't buy Ghost Runner 2, but I know the soundtrack's dope because I bought that. I finished Hi-Fi Rush. I really thought Hi-Fi Rush would have been the uh, game of the year candidate for an Xbox game, even more so than Starfield. I haven't finished Starfield, but Starfield hasn't grabbed me quite like Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush is fucking awesome. It's fun. It's exciting. It's got a great soundtrack. Remnant 2 is a game I'm waiting for more people to get or for them to add fucking crossplay to. Yeah. I love the idea of Remnant. Cuddles is right. Remnant 2 is really good. I played a decent amount of Remnant 2. I've really liked it, but I need a crew to play with and I need them to add crossplay. It's on Game Pass. It is. They need to add fucking crossplay. Just add crossplay. I bought it on fucking there, but Tony doesn't have game. You know, he doesn't have it on Game Pass. I just. I need to play with a crew to enjoy Remnant 2. But for my money to out of these games, did you play Hi-Fi Rush? Yeah, I really enjoyed Hi-Fi Rush. I honestly haven't touched Remnant 2 yet, and I wouldn't be surprised if that ended up being the winner out of that group. Um, but, I mean, Armored Core is a great game, and I haven't touched that yet either. I've played some of the old ones, but it's a very niche kind of series. Very as well, niche. Too. Um, Hi-Fi Rush is, is something that everybody can get their hands on. And honestly, I've watched some people. I, I think Cuddles played Dead Island 2, and I was surprised how good that looked. Mm-hmm. Um, Dead but, Island 2 is actually, dude, for a game that was in development held by Damage yeah, Studios, yeah, it, looks it was a really polished, good. fun experience. I thought it was a really nice game. Yeah. I, when I finished, I was like, you know what? That was pretty good. Yeah. I was expecting a fucking technical disaster. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. It was but. a good game i think this will be i it's going to be interesting to see where this leads i i think it, it there it's it's such a weird 
variety there. So we'll see. Uh, Brian, I agree with 100. Dead Island Two had no right to be as polished as this. It is a just a and it's a fun game. Like it's a really fun overall good game. Uh, I want to play Ghost Runner too, but like I said, I don't have the patience for it. Mm-hmm. Armored Core, I just haven't had the time for it. And Remnant, I need to be able to have crossplay so I can play with a crew consistently or like Carl says just fucking download the goddamn thing on game pass mm-hmm. but uh out of this group i'm gonna go with hi-fi rush i just thought it was a huge surprise uh it was a game nobody saw coming it was a shadow drop last year during the, uh was it during the game awards i think so a shadow drop i mean it it's is a, no it was something it was a, one of their xbox things oh it was their indie it was their indie show yeah or not their indie show i think it was their, their they had a showcase yeah uh, but Hi Fi Rush was fucking amazing. It was fun. It was a great say. story, great animation. Uh, I would really hope that Hi Fi Rush wins here, but I could see Armored Core because it's from software. You know, they just they just have that pull uh, with the awards. But I would really Smoke like to see how Hi Fi Rush here win for sure. All right, Tone. We have best action adventure game. This is a pretty stacked list as well. This too. is a stacked list. We have Alan Wake Two, which I have not played. I want to finish Alan Wake One uh, before I get into Alan Wake Two. By all accounts, so Alan Wake Two is supposed to be just an incredible experience. Yeah. So kudos to Remedy for for kicking out an awesome game. Uh, we both finished uh, Spider Marvel Spider Man Two. Uh, really, really uh, uh, amazing game. I finished uh, Resident Evil Four. I fucking loved it because I actually never played Resident yeah. Evil Four. Cuddles is what Cuddles point out what a lot of people have an issue with as well too. Which is yeah, it's dude. There's there was an issue with this, and I think it was uh, best ongoing game where you have like No Man's Sky and stuff. They had fucking Cyberpunk because they added the the, the Phantom. I was like, well, that's not an ongoing game. Jesus Christ. I didn't understand that at all. And then there was a game that was added in the independent indie list that everyone was like, well, it's not independent. And I mean, there was some bullshit with that. Uh, but yeah, Resident Evil 4, I loved it. I thought it was a fucking awesome mm-hmm. game. Uh, but I mean, it's still based on a game that's already been out. Mm-hmm. You know, there, and then from my understanding is there's not a whole lot of change to the story. Uh, so it's interesting that that's in there. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I, I like that game. I thought it was it was a, it was a really interesting title, um, but Spider Man still kind of takes the edge for me on that one. Uh, but then Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. I just I'm sorry I can't, you know I can't, I can't in good conscience say that because that'll I, be I, the one that wins. I just can't get into those fucking games, dude. It'll be the one that wins, though, I guarantee. It will. I mean, it's the highest probability of the bunch. But I I do I wouldn't be surprised if Spider Man makes a, a a late run at that. I think it's funny it's listed as an action adventure game. Or even, I think Alan Wake probably has a chance to kind of like shock the world because like Alan Wake was really well received and and, and, and yeah. people that played it really, really enjoyed it. So, see. should be interesting to see. I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to comment too much on the Zelda bullshit, but I, I uh, <laughs> got my thoughts. Got your thoughts. That. We know where you're at. Now, Tone, RPG, big, big category. Very big category, and uh, see, weird, Zelda's not on there. Okay, so let's see. <laughs> we have Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of Peace, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. Now, I have played, have not finished four of these games. I've played but not finished four of them. I've played Baldur's Gate 3, I've played Final Fantasy 16, I've played Starfield, and I've played Sea of Stars. I have not touched Lies of P, which is also a Game Pass title. Uh, I enjoy what I played of Sea of Stars, but right now Baldur's Gate 3 is probably the the, the, the the front runner in my opinion, not just because of the hype surrounding it, but because what I've played, I have really enjoyed Baldur's Gate 3. I like the story. 
Uh, I like the combat as difficult as it can be. It's polished. It runs really good. You know, for the most part, I understand there's some parts later in the game that might struggle. Uh, but I also do know that they released a patch recently, and this is interesting because we don't have an Xbox version of that yet. A lot of people are expecting that to get a shadow drop or an announcement tomorrow on the award show that it's available now because uh, Alarian came out and said, look, it'll be out before the end of 2023. So these are three weeks, game awards. We also know that there was a, 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 a link or a, a message came out uh, somewhere that said uh, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 was coming to Game Pass. That would be a monster drop if they came out tomorrow and said, hey, Baldur's Gate 3 is available now on Game Pass mm-hmm. on Xbox. That would be monstrous. So I would not be surprised if that's the announcement we get tomorrow. I do expect them to announce that it's available tomorrow. If it's on Game Pass, bonus points because that's huge. But they did release a patch recently on the PC or on the PS5 version that benefited from the optimization they had put towards the Xbox version that's supposed to make the PS5 version run better. Hmm. So they were able to kind of like make best of it by rushing to get we'll the see. Xbox version out. Cool. So regardless. Uh, my thoughts are, my opinion is, I think Baldur's Gate 3 will be the lock here, not just because it's it's also, there's a lot of people that love this game right now, assume. but based on the, out of the four that I have played, that's the most engaging, the one that's kind of brought me back the most. Mm-hmm. Your I just, thoughts? I just assume. I don't, like, I don't. I, I know you've played three of them. Which three of those three stands out to you the most that that you feel like is, is, is stand up? Oh, I know Baldur's Gate for sure. Um, for sure. I mean, yeah, midfield, no. Uh, fantasy 16 i'll probably go back to it at some point but you know while while a good driven narrative story uh it just doesn't have all the other that uh, goddamn combat doesn't have all the other bells and whistles and uh baldur's gate's got so many that you can't tell what bell or whistle you got to pull it every time that's Which not a good thing fine. it's not a good thing yeah, all right tell next one this is something that you and i always take appreciation of in our video games best narrative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, we got some uh, familiar faces here. We got Alan Wake 2. I, I seriously feel like every time I see it, I, I'm like, I have to fucking play this game. Yeah. I have to finish Alan Wake 1. I'm about halfway through it. I fucking love what I played so far, but I will not touch 2 until I finish 1. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk Phantoms uh, Liberty. Mm-hmm. I know that ha- was super well received. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, interesting. I- Stories there, combat's not. And then Marvel's Spider-Man I find this to be probably the most interesting and probably the most difficult as well, too. Because if you're talking specifically narrative, not game of the year, game of the year encompasses many things. You're trying to zero in specifically on the story, which from all intents and purposes, from the ones that I played up there, even Cyberpunk, I haven't done the DLC yet, but knowing from the Cyberpunk game, we're we're looking at some five heavy hitters yes. here from the ones I've had hands on as well too and knowing what I know about Alan Wake. So that I think that's going to be a real tough category. I do think at the end of the day there there Baldur's Gate's been sweeping everything else. I just don't see it. I the only one I see here that could that, that could beat Baldur's Gate is Alan Wake. See, I feel like what they do with the game awards, I feel like Keeley does try to be a little bit diplomatic. He doesn't try to favor one title. Like I don't think he wants Baldur's Gate 3 just run roughshod and just clean everything up. So while Baldur's Gate 3 is like maybe the obvious choice because of how popular it is and how it's cleaned up in a lot of rewards since then, I do think I could see something like Alan Wake 2 or even Liberty, uh, Phantom Liberty. Because, I mean, when that yeah. came out, people, a lot of people said that is like peak 
fucking storytelling from uh, CD Projekt. Well, right? I mean, if if that's the case, if he's if he's playing it in a certain way, you got to be careful because then you're you potentially is is it tarnishing your legitimacy of a. It, like, it, a it is for sure. I just I just feel like that's how it's always been in the past. Like I mean, when there's one clear cut winner. Mm-hmm. And they don't clean up in some of the the minor categories, which would, in my opinion, would lead to me to believe, like, look, if this is the game of the year, well, they how did do some, you not get best narrative? Well, or they how do, do you that not like get last year or something, and everybody's like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Right, right, right. So, I mean, I think they got to be careful of that. Yeah, I think you can't you're right just, too. You can't come up with a predetermined thing just to make everybody happy. Everybody doesn't get a trophy. That's exactly right. Now, tone this next one. Uh, I like looking into the future and getting hyped about the what's coming next year. Most anticipated game. Hades 2. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. I don't understand. I didn't really understand why that was on there. That, that one's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Star Wars Outlaws. And Tekken 8, a fucking fighting game. Out of all those games, Tom, mm-hmm. most anticipated title. For me or for everybody? For you. Rebirth. Re- without, without question. Yeah. I have not fa- finished uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I am deeply interested in Star Wars Outlaws. Mm-hmm. That's I really liked the reveal. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it looked fucking fun. I thought it looked uh, like very, very promising. Mm-hmm. And so for me, uh, Star Wars Outlaws. Hades 2, uh, I really enjoyed Hades. I thought that was very challenging. Had a very cool style to it. Uh, Super Giant just has a way of making great games. They're just, just consistently what they do. Uh, like I said, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth is a very <laughs> bizarre choice to have on a most anticipated game. Um, and Tekken 8, I mean, just whatever. It's fighting. I just don't do fighting, man. Now, tell them the final category, the most important one, the one that everyone wants to see. Game of the fucking year. And here we are. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and fucking Tears of the Kingdom. Well, I definitely don't see Redfall up there, but if I had to guess, <laughs> if I had fucking to guess, Redfall. I would say that it's probably going to be Baldur's Gate 3, but caveat is because everybody gets a trophy, apparently, it'll be Zelda, and the walls will come down, and there will be no more Game Awards next year. I just, I mean, I would be, uh, I mean, look, based even just on the hype surrounding a game, I would be shocked if Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't get this. Um, I love, I really liked Marvel Spider-Man 2. I think Marvel Spider-Man oh, yeah. 2 is a really, really fucking good one of the funnest game. games I've played this generation. Um, Resident Evil 4, I, I really enjoyed my time with that. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, I've been playing that more and more. and I haven't beaten yet, but I will say it's it's a little bit on the easy side. Yeah. That's I was kind of disappointed with that. It's it's relatively easy. No timer. No, Again, I feel like not playing Alan Wake 2, <laughs> I'm really pissed about this. I know. Uh, I want to get into that because Remedy's awesome. I love Control. Um, but, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a kid's game, but Mario games can be very difficult. Uh, they've shown before that they can make those games incredibly difficult. Um, but I just I can't get into Tears of the Kingdom. If Tears of the Kingdom comes away with this after what I played, I'll be, I'll be fucking mad. Okay, I'll be fucking mad. Be prepared for that swerve. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see, man, how this plays out. Yeah. Um, you know, and the other thing that always comes into play with these with these Game of the Year awards is when did the games release? I mean, when these judges are in there talking about, oh, look, uh, fucking Legend of Zelda came out, what, March? 
know, it's kind of like an afterthought. You know, I played it, but now I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3, and I fucking love it. It's more on my forefront. It's more like, oh, it's in the now. You know, Alan Wake is the same thing. Resident Evil 4, older game, came out at the beginning of the year. Spider-Man's relatively new. I just don't know if Spider-Man 2 is. I, I still think uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man is the best Spider-Man out of, the, out, of the, out of those games so far. Uh, but, man, it'll be interesting to see. I feel like Baldur's Gate 3, this is a lock for Baldur's Gate 3 based on the critical reception, the way that people have loved it. Uh, I'll be shocked if um, if Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't come out as game of the year. I would be yeah. really shocked by that. We'll see. I mean, like I said, I, I, I would be too, but I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, I saw those days when uh, Horizon Zero Dawn wasn't getting the love because uh, Zelda came out. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I just I expect some of those scores, but... Hey, who knows? But we'll see tomorrow night. Tomorrow night it goes live. We'll definitely watch it. I'm there for the trailers. I want to see what gets announced. Yeah, that's the big thing. What kind of shit we get to see coming out in 2020? Because I mean, honestly, dude, Avatar comes out this week, and then we're done until there's nothing coming out Mm -hmm. until like the middle of January. We're hitting that point in the year where it's just like everyone just shuts down Mm -hmm. and says, "Fuck it, we're done making games. We're done releasing games." We got rebirth in February. We do have rebirth. We have hell divers in February. So once yeah. February is where it's like, oh shit, here we go. We're yeah, starting to yeah. pick up and get wild again. Uh, are we playing? Uh, dude, the guy at Chuck E. Cheese puking kids at ski. <laughs> I do punk him. Like a dragon attacking in January. I mean, cool. I'll I'll be waiting for hell divers in February. I'll be playing Baldur's Gate three and Call of Duty uh, in January. That'll be my uh, my my. Those will be my games. <laughs> I'm all set. Uh, until then, uh, we're playing COD tomorrow, as in Thursday night. Um, I mean, fuck, if you'll play COD with me on Friday night, because season one is out. We got new maps. We got new guns. I've got a shit ton of fucking XP bonuses I got to earn. Uh, I'm ready to play. If you want to play Carl tomorrow night, I'm cool. Oh, you got fucking kickball on Friday. I'll play COD tomorrow. Let me see. Tomorrow's Thursday. If you can wait till 9... If you can wait till nine, I'll play. I just don't. I know you like to start early. I know my wife's going shopping tomorrow. Tore my A's MCL. I ain't kicking shit. Hey man, you play COD tomorrow. I'm not going to stream it. If you stream it, I'll I'll hop on and then I'll stream it on Friday. We'll 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 change duties. You know what I'm saying? Duty. I'll stream one night, give you the night off the next night. If we do that, I can work with you. I do want to play, man. I do want to play COD. I seriously almost called in sick today so I can come home and play season one. New maps, new guns. Love it when you guys change your duties. You lost me. In- <laughs> well, what time are you going to go live? Because like if I'm not streaming, I can come down here sooner, sit on the couch, and just fucking play with you. You know. I, but, I mean, if, if, if I'm streaming, six-ish? Fuck, man. Uh, I'll try maybe seven. Well, you're not playing from, like, one hour. You're not going six to seven, right? So if you start at six, you know, you'll have room. If I if I hop on at seven, I can play with you at seven. Maybe, he says. Man, fucking thanks, dude. Who knows? All right, well, mm. I'm going to try to be on. I'm going to come down here, 6 p.m., spoken like a man with no responsibility. <laughs> oh, so they finally got me to change my name. What? You can't be I love Wiener anymore. I'm not playing the game. I'm boycotting. Fuck that shit. Let my boy be I love Wiener. That's bullshit, dude. Classic. Six years and they find six years and they're like, oh wait a minute. I got you. There you That's go. That's not cool. <clears throat> Fuck them, cuddles. Fuck them all, dude. 
No, man, I'll, I'll definitely try to get on. Like I said, I, I get out at uh, 4.30. I got to pick the kids up, get them dinner and shit like that. So, you know, 6.30. I don't even know if I'll be able to use a mic because my kids are going to be down here running around. But uh, if you're on, dude, I will try to hop in with you and shoot some shit. Um, but I will be live on Friday night for more COD uh, and boozing and drinking, all that shit. And then next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here, we'll be doing some fucking Mario Kart Deluxe to check out the new tracks. It's cool. I know when someone doesn't want to. Hey, man, when I log in at 630, and if you're not on streaming it, you have fucking failed because that's a half-hour stream. So you better be on at 637 o'clock because I'm going to jump in there, and we're going to fucking dominate. Okay? And then next Thursday, we're getting back into TCM. It's been too fucking long. Only because season one started today do I want to play COD tomorrow on Friday. But next Thursday, we're getting back into TCM. I'm done waiting. I'm done sitting that out. New tunes and T. Hey, man, I'm in. I'm in. Tone? Yeah. Housekeeping. Appreciate everybody being able to show up tonight for the extra long show and TCM talk once again on BNB. Yeah. But if you're here and you're new here and you enjoyed what we did tonight, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is. We'd love to see you again. We'd like to hear your thoughts and everything as well, too. Always, as you remember, as I always like to say, please continue to do what you do, which is share us out on social media and make sure to share us with your family, cousins, friends, Thanks, even your aunt who might be twice removed. Let her know as well, too. So, if she's hot, she's welcome. There you go. So, hey, we appreciate you all for sure to be able to be here when you can. We know it's busy. We know it's late. But a lot of stuff to cover at this time. Yeah, well, uh well, TCM's like every other show, though, to be fair. So, um, but hey, no, again, we, we love y'all. We appreciate it. It's been fun tonight. There's a lot of content, uh, a lot of things to go over. I know with us, uh, you know, having to move schedules around. But yes, next week, eight o'clock, we're going to be back with some Mario Kart last community night of the year. Really excited to do that. We're going to try to make a little bit more event, do some fun things as well, too. So make sure to be in there. Tune in for that. If you want to play, please play. If you got somebody that wants to play as well, too, or you know somebody. Let them know as well, too. We really appreciate uh, anybody involved in that. Make sure to check 7 p.m. live every Monday night. Eastern time, you will find the 70 Dungeons crew spinning the yard doing that D&D goodness. Make sure to check them out and get in there and tell Drassen to write better stories. Oh. And then, of course, check out all the half-assed beer reviews um, as they come out on YouTube every week, usually two or three times a hey, week. Hey, Drassen, when the fuck are we well doing too, another so. one-shot? Yeah, we've been trying, but he's Christ. He but uh, and of course, make sure to catch King Cuddles. He streams periodically throughout the week as well, too. So and when do I get to win my fucking belt back, Cuddles? When does he get to win his belt back? That's Jesus Christ! I want to do a one shot. and I want to win my belt. That's gonna do it for us. Good night, guys. Appreciate everyone watching. Like Tone said, make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you like and uh, give us a five star review on both Spotify and iTunes. That helps us kind of get out there and branch out. CWF is canceled. It's just been revoked. No, wait. It's just been renewed. That's what I meant to say. It's been renewed. It's coming back because I need the fucking belt. This guy fucking cheated the last game. So anyways, I digress. Thank you so much for that support. The likes, the loves, the comments, all that stuff that you guys put. If you're listening on Spotify, Click in there and get into the questions and the polls. I put that shit in there for you so you can be a part of the discussion. Share your opinions. We want to hear from you. So we appreciate your support there. Fanboy Tone, I'm the dude 79. We'll see you next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for some more fucking Mario Kart. Shells. If not, 
Friday night blue on shells. Call of Duty. We're going to no fucking blue shells. blue shells. You evil son of a bitch. Have a great night. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you soon. <laughs>